Welcome, everyone, to our 58th episode of Dini Takeover on an exciting week in the NFL. I don't have to say it right now, off the bat, ladies and gentlemen, one of the best weeks of football I've ever seen in my life. But um, yes. without further ado, let's get into the first segment of the show, which is our quote of the week. And this is just me and Eric's way of spreading some positivity before we get into our sport-related topics. But um, the quote of the week is, doing what's best for you doesn't have to make sense to others. Keep it moving and refuse to look back. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Yo, give me, hit me with that one more time, man. Hit me with that one more time. Of course. And it, it is. Doing what's best for you doesn't have to make sense to others. Keep it moving and refuse to look back. And Eric, that was said by no other than Sebastian Bartolotta, one of our homeboys and uh, athlete as well, man. Shout out to him. Awesome Love quote. That. Shout out to Sebastian. That was a great quote, my guy. That was a great quote. Keep it moving. Keep it moving, of man. Of course. Love it, bro. Love it. But um, let's go. All right, man. Let's let's get into our next segment of the show, which is our we're going over the predictions that happen in the NFL. And obviously, we're gonna go over the games that happen this NFL week. Like I said, it was an exciting one, and you did not want to miss this. And Eric, I believe I did have a prediction on this. The first game on the, Saturday. The very, very first game. Not let's the first see. game, but the bad the Packers versus the 49ers. Yes, man, you did. You did, David. You are correct. And, you know, oh, my gosh, man. There's a lot that we got to do this episode because this week was not only just upsets, bro, but, no, nah, everything was almost an upset, basically. But <laughs> almost. Without further ado, let's not even waste any time. Let's go into it. So, ladies and gentlemen, on David's prediction against the 49ers and the Packers, David had, obviously, the higher seeded. The um the favorites, if I might add, um the Green Packers to get this W twenty eight to twenty four. But David, David, your Super Bowl champs lost thirteen to ten to the Forty ers man. Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how shocked I am about this. This is absolutely insane from the Green Bay Packers, man. But David, we cannot give you a point for the team or the score. Now let's go ahead and go into um your individual stats. You said that Aaron Rodgers would have two or more touchdowns. And David, the bad man, you the, the guy you call bad man, I call him bad man too. I can't lie. But um the guy that you love, man, your quarterback had zero touchdowns. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh. I'll tell you, he lived up. I tell you, he lived up to what everyone else was saying, how how he can't get it done in the playoffs. And wow, wow, wow. That's absolutely insane. But um, we can't give you a point for that. But you did say that Debo Samuel would have over 100 yards in total. And David, looking at it as a whole, Debo Samuel had 39 yards in rushing and 44 yards in receiving. And listen, I don't have to do the math on that to let you know. That's it's not 83. Right. So, unfortunately, you get up with a fat donut, my guy, at four points. How do you? How, listen, I know this is kind of a question, self-explanatory, but how are you feeling about this right now? How are you feeling about um, this? <laughs> I feel great, man. I, honestly, I love losing predictions every <laughs> single week. And it just feels awesome, especially when we're in a, a tight game as of right now. Is that is that the right answer? Uh, that was probably the perfect answer. That's probably the best answer that you could. That you okay. could. And that's all that, that's, if you were, if you were getting, if you were getting questions from the media in the, pre, like a press conference, they would love that right there. They would. Then, or then they, would, they would love if I started screaming at them. <laughs> they would, then no, they would turn into something. They would turn into something worse. But listen, before we go into this game and we break down 
um, stat by stat, you know. Um, I want to play this audio message really quick by Mr. Motivations. Is that okay with you, David? Let's do it. All right, let's go ahead. This one's from Mr. Motivations. He's in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to you, my guy. Here it is. Eric Hines, D-Rod 09. It's your boy, Mr. Motivation in the building. <laughs> What's up, my guys? What's good, man? All I can say about this weekend of football, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> craziness. Just craziness, bro. But um, somebody want to talk to you, David. Somebody want to talk to you. What? Uh, Who wants to talk to me? David. Yo, David. <laughs> um, Not again. I'm waiting for the Packers versus Bills. Oh, wait. They both got eliminated. Yeah. Bye, baby, go. <laughs> And Jimmy G, who couldn't do anything. Did he score a touchdown? How you lose? And the opposing quarterback didn't score a touchdown. I don't understand <laughs> it. Anyway. Oh, my God. What up, Eric? You know, we over here on the winner's circle. You know. See, see. I can't lie to you. I'm like partially in the winning circle. I'm like, I'm like 50 50 right now. For anyone that doesn't know, well, first of all, shout out to Mr. Motivation for that audio message. That was yes. Great. Awesome. We love it, but for anyone who doesn't know, David, uh, let me know it. Let me just. This is just for my, for my, for my um liking, I guess you could say. But I'm gonna go all the way back when we wrote down our Super Bowl predictions, David. Oh, wouldn't you love that? You know, I had, you know, just for you, David. But um, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to read David's divisional round results, and he had, he did have the Packers beating the 49ers, he had the Bucks beating the Rams. He had the Bengals beating the Titans. Okay. And he had the Bills beating the Chiefs. And then also, he had the Bills going to the Super Bowl. And he had the Packers going to the Super Bowl. So, oh, any of the Packers winning, just to top it off, the cherry on top. But just to let you guys know, out of all those predictions, David's Super Bowl, David's Super Bowl, entire Super Bowl game is wiped. There's no, like, you have to pick a whole different one now. Whole different Super Bowl game. <laughs> but don't worry, we'll get into that later on in the show. We'll get your, we'll get everyone's, um, we'll get you updated on that so everyone knows what's going on with you. But, um, David, man, listen, I'm going to ask you your opinion of this game. Let's go ahead and dive into this. Let's go ahead and dive into it stat by stat, man, break it down entirely. And, David, since, since you, this is your, like your beloved Green Bay Packers in a sense, even though you're not like a Green Bay Packers fan. I'm but, not a Green Bay fan. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm just, I just like, like Aaron Rodgers. You love, love Aaron Rodgers. You can't lie. You do love Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I do. So, so I want to, I want to, I want to give you the honor. Who do you want me to go over first? What, what team? Uh, I don't know. Just, I don't care. Whatever. Anyone. 49ers. <laughs> I'm milking this so bad. I'm so sorry. 49ers. All right. Let's go ahead and go over the 49ers. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, starting quarterback, 49ers, went 11 for 19, 131 yards and an interception. He played, he literally played bad. He literally played bad. Like, <laughs> So if Ed's a butts around it, he literally played bad, and they still won this game. Absolutely insane, right? Going to the rushing department, you had Elijah Mitchell leading the team in rushing with 53 yards, and after him, you had Debo Samuel with 39 yards. And going to the receiving end of things, leading the team in total receiving yards, you had George Kittle. Um, he had 63 yards. He went. Six, he had six targets, four receptions. Debo Samuel, 44 yards, four targets, three receptions, and that's pretty much all she wrote in the receiving end of things. Um, in the fumble department, you had um, Drew. Drew Greenlaw with um with a, with one recovery and going to the defensive stat there was no interceptions but oh my gosh man you had 
Leading the team in total tackles, it was a three-way tie between Dante Johnson, Fred Warner, and Drew Greenlaw. Um, Dante Johnson had five solo tackles. Fred Warner had four solo tackles and one tackle for a loss. And Drew Greenlaw had three solo tackles. But then going in to other defensive stats, man, you had Eric or Eric Armstead. It's it's pronounced it's spelled like it's pronounced Eric, but it's spelled A R I K, which is kind of crazy, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I reek, you know, but it's it's like it's Eric Armstead. But regardless, besides the point, a little sidetrack. Um, had five solo tackles, three solo tackles, two sacks. Two tackles for a loss and two QB hits. Absolutely insane defensive game from him. Um, also, you had Nick Bosa with two sacks. You had Samson at Bukam with one sack and one tackle for a loss. You had Kawan Williams with two passes deflected. And then you had... Wait, let me... I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. I'm warning you guys now. But Ta- Talona <laughs> Hufanga with one touchdown that won them the game, basically. Or in a, they didn't win them the game exactly, but it basically got them in the position where they needed to be, right? Very crucial touchdown, probably the big, the biggest, the biggest play of the game in my opinion, right? But um, moving on from that, in the kicking department, you gotta talk about Robbie Gold, man. He went two for two, one hundred percent. Forty-five was his long, and he had seven, seven out of the thirteen points for the Forty ers and getting them obviously that three points to get them the W. But let's go ahead and go into the Green Bay Packers, and oh my gosh. Aaron Rodgers, 20 for 29, 225 yards, no touchdowns. I mean, in my opinion, he had a better game than Jimmy Garoppolo, but it, it, it didn't really matter at the end of the day overall. He needed to get, they need to get in the end zone, when they and they didn't. Um, I mean, from passing-wise, I guess you could say, he needed to get somebody in the end zone. But um, leading the team in total rushing, you had Aaron um you had Aaron Jones with 41 yards, and then you had A.J. Dillon with 25 yards and one rushing touchdown, right? And going into the receiving end of things, you had Aaron Jones leading a team in total yards with 129 yards. This dude's a running back. This dude's a running back getting 129 yards receiving-wise. He had 10 targets, 9 receptions. Then after that, you had Devontae Adams, 90 yards, 11 targets, 9 receptions. And that's literally all she wrote at that point. The next highest was Alan Lazard. Literally, no one else got... No one else got, got shown that much love, to be honest with you, right? And going to the fumble department, the Butterfingers department, you had Aaron Rodgers with one fumble. You had Marce- um, Mercedes Lewis with one fumble, and he lost his fumble. And then you had Lucas Patrick with one recovery. Going into defensive stats for the Green Bay Packers, man, um, there was there was one interception, obviously, from um, Jimmy Garoppolo, at, which was from Adrian Amos. And his total game as a whole from Adrian Amos um, was really pretty much the interception as a whole. He had five total tackles and three solo tackles to go along with it. Um, and he had one QB hit as well. But going into the full the full, the full stats of the, the defense, you had Preston Smith lead a team in total tackles with nine nine total tackles. Um, you had one sack from one sack from um, Kenny Clark, two sacks from Rashawn Gary, and three tackles for a loss and three QB hits. Absolutely great, absolutely great game from Rashawn Gary. Um, then you had Zadarius Smith with one sack as well. But that's pretty much all she wrote defensively. Um, and that's pretty much all she wrote for the Green Bay Packers, man. But, David, we got to get into this, bro. What is – just just give me your analysis first, and then we'll go into, like, the biggest things. Um, remember, when, remember when I said Aaron Rodgers is a bad man? Yeah. Remember that? Well, yeah. he played bad, man. He played bad, <laughs> man. I got to revert. He played bad, man. Like, this is not the Aaron Rodgers I'm used to seeing. I don't think anyone 
used to seeing Aaron Rodgers. I know people are going to be like, oh, we choke like he always does. And that might be the case. But, like, it just, it just I can't I can't get it. I can't get it. It's just Aaron, bro. You didn't throw it. You didn't get a turnover, which is a plus side. But you got to get to the end zone. You can't, you can't like, go no touchdowns and, and have 225 yards passing. You, you are an elite quarterback. You're supposed to march down the field and show the 49ers who's boss. But I guess not. And the 49ers, in fact, own Aaron Rodgers. And, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers says, I own you to the Chicago Bears. 49ers as a team, in fact, own Aaron Rodgers. They are currently 4-0 against Green Bay in the postseason. So, it's absolutely insane. But it's kind of sad, man. I was watching this game. And, like, you know when you watch someone and you know that's not their best game? And you're like, they could be so much better, but they're just not proving it right now. That's how I felt like watching Aaron Rodgers in this offense role. It just just, it just wasn't good enough at the end of the day. And they weren't getting any production. And I give 100% credit to the 49ers defense. They were stopping them at all, they were stopping them all the time. Um, they only allowed 263 total yards in the Green Bay offense. The, the, the defense for San Francisco was absolutely very good and insane. Both defenses in this case were actually doing pretty good. To hold the team to 10 points and the other team to hold them to only basically six points because the other seven came from the, the special teams play where they scored a touchdown. So it's, it just, it's upsetting that Aaron Rodgers is officially out of the playoffs and Obviously, he was my Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl pick and my Super Bowl MVP, and he's going to win it. But it just goes to show how unpredictable and how exciting these playoffs are. It doesn't matter what seed you are. It doesn't matter if you're the first seed. Or it doesn't matter if you're the fourth seed. It doesn't matter if you're the sixth seed. Seven, it doesn't matter because you still have a shot, and you're in the postseason, and you can still win games. And San Francisco is showing it right now. The Bengals are showing it. it just, it's insane. Playoffs are unpredictable. But I was screaming a couple times in this game. Just say that. Yo, can I just add on like, uh, you you really hit the hit the, um the nail on the head, bro. But I will say this much, um, defensively both teams were out of their out of this world, man. These both defensive teams, um, were absolutely amazing, right? When you really look at it, Aaron Rodgers, offensively, yeah, he did not have the greatest of games. But I just want to go into the receiving stats, right? Like I said, you had Aaron Jones, 129 yards, remind, reminding you guys that he's a running back, okay? Devontae Adams had 90 yards. Granted, he had 90 yards, he had 11 targets and 9 receptions. Devontae, even though he was getting, those, he was getting those, that yardage, he was the night for him was so hard because that, that 49ers defense was not letting him breathe, right? He, was not, he wasn't really able to get going that much, right? Then you look at everybody else. Alan Lazard was targeted once. Marcinus Lewis was targeted once. Randall Cobb targeted once. Everyone else was literally, no one else got the ball, in other words, right? So, in other words, they, it was almost as if he was just going to the same people every single time. This defense clamped up every single option. And if I'm Aaron, if I'm, if I'm like looking on the outside in, obviously, and I'm looking for Aaron Rodgers to be that big quarterback for me and not choke in the playoffs, you got to find somebody else. You got to find a way to get it done, right? And looking at mm-hmm. the stat right here, it's, it's, as, it's as if he was only targeting two people that night, right? And Al, we've seen Alan Lazard have good games. So, you know, I, I, was pr- I was hoping that he could possibly get a couple catches in there. Either way, man, um, credit to the San Francisco 49ers defense. But I will say this much. We have no one else really else to blame except for the, the special teams, bro. They, it, it was literally the Green Bay Packers special teams. That's it. 
That's literally it. If if that field goal never got blocked, right? We'd be talking. We we they would have went to overtime. One, okay. It, it, let's just say everything else happens except for that except for that field goal. Then they go to overtime. But if they if they at least just punt the ball correctly, bro. If they <laughs> stop them from blocking the punt and then running it into the end zone, like this is we're in the playoffs, dog. This stuff like that cannot happen, right? And, and you said it best. And you said it best. We're in the playoffs, and this is where you see the teams where their weakest their weakest link is shown and in, in the brightest lights. And their weak and their weakest link in Green Bay was in fact their special teams. And um, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you mentioned something about Aaron Rodgers only throwing it to Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones. This goes to show, this goes to prove the points that are made in the past about Aaron Rodgers and this team, in that they don't have no true number two wide receiver. I mean. Alan Lazard, he's a good player, but he's not the true number two. And I feel like in situations like this, when Devontae Adams is getting clamped up uh, and um, they need someone else to throw it to, they need that second guy, second option. But I won't put an excuse towards that because he's done it. He's done well with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb as well. But that's another point to put out. You know, and also just to add on to it, at, at one point, Devontae Adams was basically just getting doubled nonstop. Like they were, they were not letting him breathe. You locked down Devontae Adams, you couldn't do anything. Like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he just generally just didn't trust anybody else to get the ball. You know, so <laughs> it's 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 wild at that point. But overall, man, Green Bay, ah, they they lost this game themselves. They could have easily beat the 49ers. They could easily beat the 49ers. They lost this game themselves, man. There's nothing to it. There's nothing else to it. But hard choke, man. It's it's it. You know what's crazy to me? It reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys game, but not as bad, right? Because it wasn't the entirety. The, the entire Dallas Cowboys team didn't play well, in my opinion, right? But the Green Packers, I mean, granted, the offense didn't play well. The defense played well, okay? But the special teams was really to blame, right? But it reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys game because, like, again, like, it's a high-seeded team, and they're supposed to come out and perform, and they don't perform. And, and the loss comes to this 49ers team, the underdogs. So... I don't know, man. I don't know what's I don't know what's to come for the 49ers in the future. That's all I'm gonna say. But um yeah. really quick before before we keep talking about I do want to get another audio message from Mr. Motivations. Is that all right? Let's do it. Alright, here's Mr. Motivations. Here we go. Yo, what was I telling y'all? I was telling y'all Aaron Rodgers can't get it done in the playoffs. I was telling y'all that Davis like, no, I believe they're gonna go off way. The bills are for real fraudulent. Fraudulent. Well the bills not fraudulent. <laughs> no, the bills the were not fraudulent. They gave my respect. Aaron Rodgers, ten points on your home field with your, with a good defense. Defense held the other team to thirteen points, and you only could put up ten. Mm-hmm. Man, so all these Packers fans, everybody who's thinking that Rodgers is that guy, are you delusional? Do, are, do you suffer from a mental illness? <laughs> because I just don't see it, man. Like he's good in the regular season; he can get those MVPs, but he's only been to one Super Bowl, and that's for a reason because he can't win in the big. Game. He's somewhere sitting around today. <laughs> but that's on him. That's on him. Oh my! I mean, it's true. I mean, I guess you're seeing it now that he just can't get it done in the playoffs, unfortunately, and it's it's it sucks because you know. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is one – I don't think. He is, in fact, one of my favorite quarterbacks and one of my favorite players in the NFL. 
And I'm not even a Green Bay fan. I just like the way Aaron Rodgers throws throws the ball. He's so relaxed and calm in the pocket. And you, you can trust him. But the thing is, you can't back up. You can't back someone up and say that they can be a, a great player, like one of the greatest of all times, if they can't produce in the postseason where it matters. It's like Tom Brady. He's thirty. I think he's thirty-one and eleven in the postseason, or thirty-five and eleven in the postseason, or well, thirty-five and twelve, or thirty-one and twelve after he, what he lost this week. But we'll get into that. And like that record alone shows you that he's clutch and he and he does well in the regular season as well. So you can put him as one of the greatest of all time because he has seven rings to go along with it. When you have when you look at Aaron Rodgers, it's like maybe if he wins another ring, but I can't even do that because he's just he's been eleven and ten in the postseason, eleven and ten. And he's been five and four when he's playing at home in Lambeau Field. That's just not going to cut it. Hey man, I I would say, I'll say this much. I saw a lot of people saying after after this performance, they said don't ever mention Aaron Rodgers' name and uh, or don't ever mention Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the same sentence ever again. After after this year, and I was like, wow, I'm like, is it really? It's really that bad. Like it's it's just. Wow, but I, I'll say this much. Tom Brady been the GOAT, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I even put Aaron Rodgers up there with Tom Brady. Sometimes I heard it here and there, like, but over, overall, like, real, we, I think everyone knew that, like, Aaron Rodgers, is, Aaron Rodgers doesn't touch Tom Brady. Let's just, let's make that clear. Aaron Rodgers does not touch Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, man, um, I throw it back over to you, man. That's all I got to say in this game. Green Bay lose. Green Bay Start from start start from scratch from 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 scratch, bro. I don't know what else to tell y'all. That was yeah, especially especially with Aaron Rodgers in his last year of his contract, they don't know what he's gonna do. And Devontae Adams as well. So this team in Green Bay, you can go from being a thirteen and four team to seeing like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams leaving, and for them to be a rebuild team, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a drastic change. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna stay. Devontae Adams might stay, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's always unpredictable. But the floor is yours, my God. Let's go ahead and go into the next game, the next big playoff game. Well, in fact, we do have two more audio messages, and I'm going to play it real quick. Oh, facts. Let's do it. Next one is from Julian Reyes. Shout out to you, man. Here's your audio message. History definitely repeats itself. Once I saw that Aaron Rodgers was 0-3 versus San Francisco 49ers in the postseason, (laughs) I knew it was reps. (laughs) <laughs> and, oh, oh my gosh and you know what's even more funny to add on to that bro there's a clip of Aaron Rodgers getting drafted and they're like how do you feel about the 49ers not drafting you <laughs> he goes what do you say it was a lot of lies he's like I feel bad for them because they don't get to have me they missed but, out or something yeah like they missed out to come to find out in the future seven years down the line he's 0-4 against the 49ers oh my god you think he take? You think he take? You think he takes that back? I think this organization just knew what they were doing when they didn't draft him. Like, just, like, I mean, I would still have Aaron Rodgers on my team any day, especially as a New York Jets and Giants fan. We'll take him. I think the 49ers would take Aaron Rodgers now if they had the chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But either way, let's go ahead and go into the next one. Yeah. And the next one is actually from Vel, a newcomer. It looks like so. Shout out to you, man. Hopefully, you drop the follow and join the D and E Takeover family. And here's your audio message. Oh, Vel. Man, I don't want to hear nobody talk bad about no fucking Tom Brady. Tom Brady's still the fucking GOAT. That boy came back in the fourth quarter. He was 3-27. The boy came back 27. That's on Timber Bay fucking defense. The fucking That's defense. Trade them niggas fucking garbage. I don't give a fuck about them four fucking 
famoso and shit. Well, Tampa Bay defense fucking garbage. Niggas made him lose fucking $400, man. Fuck oh. Tampa Bay defense. I still respect Tom Brady. He always gonna be my GOAT. I mean, it's hard It's hard to argue that he's not the GOAT. Yo, homie lost $400. Oh, gosh. No, that's crazy. I'm sorry, Bell. I'm sorry. That's, that sucks. That is tough, man. But listen, David, with that being said, I think... I think that's a perfect way to introduce the next game, yeah? I think so. I think so. But uh, actually, I want to go over real quick the other divisional game that happened on Saturday. Real quick. I'm not going to get into the stats of it because we did not have a prediction on it. But I think we still have to mention it because there are literally only four games. And uh, it was the Cincinnati Bengals up against the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed. Yeah. And um, real quick, some some big name stats. You know, you had in the Titans, you had Ryan Tannehill, MVP Ryan Tannehill, go 15 for 24. Uh. 220 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Wow. And then Derrick Henry's first game back, he had 62 yards on the ground with one touchdown. And Devonta Foreman had 66 yards on the ground as well on four carries. A.J. Brown had five receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown. And, um, uh, and basically on the defense, you had Jeffrey Simmons with eight total tackles, one solo, uh, oh, seven solo and three tackle, three sacks and three tackles for a loss. Absolutely insane. Talk about pressure. And this defense had a total of nine sacks on Joe Burrow. Oh, my NFL postseason record is insane. Nine sacks. And then you look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went 28 for 37, 348 yards and a touchdown. Then again, not the best game we've seen from Joe, but definitely kind of got the job done in the sense that the turnover can be Little, we can lose a turnover, but Joe Mixon had one touchdown, 54 yards on the ground. Jamar Chase had five receptions, 109 yards. And uh, Mike Hilton had an interception. Jesse Bates had an interception. Logan Wilson had an interception. And uh, that is pretty much all she wrote for this team. And I got to shout out the kicker. I'm telling you, this guy's the next stud in the kicking department in the NFL. Evan McPherson, four for four. His long being 54 yards and one one for one on the extra points. This guy had a total of 13 points for this team. And the Cincinnati Bengals scored 19. It's like this Evan McPherson has been insane. He's a rookie too. So everyone watch out for him because he's going to be the next upcoming kicker in the NFL. But you know, you know what's a funny story about him? You know what he said to the backup uh, kicker right before he's about to hit the, the game winning, uh, game winning to send him into it, uh, the AFC championship? What? I thought it was to Joe Burrow. No, nah, I think he said it to the backup quarterback. Okay. But he said, he did like one warm up kick, and he's like, "Yep, we're going to the AFC AFC Conference Championships." I'm like, "What? A rookie's so confident like that? It's insane. I love it." Dude, literally, dude, literally did one kick. He's like, "Oh, all right, we're good. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> we're going to the championship." What happens if he like kicked it badly? He'd be like, "Uh, you guys should be worried a little bit." You know, like what? <laughs> dude, all I'm gonna say is this, man. Like, Oh, for all y'all that know that know me, man, on this show, you know I'm a Ravens fan, and this is this is my eyes are bleeding during this game. My eyes are actually bleeding. like I I don't know what else to do. The Bengals are ruining my life right now. If the Chiefs don't, Mr. Motivation, this is specifically for you as well. If the Chiefs don't handle the business in the AFC Championship, I'm I'm gonna be so angry, bro. Titan, you can't sit here and tell me that the, the Titans shouldn't have won this game. Like, nine sacks. What are we doing here, bro? You you mean to tell me nine sacks and you find you find a way to throw in three deceptions? What are we doing, bro? Like, this is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, bro. 
I can't even begin to think like what what went through that Titans locker room after after that game. You know what I mean? I know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they they were saying. They're what? saying we gotta trade t- Ryan Tannehill. We gotta get him out of here. That's what they're saying. This is crazy, bro. That he sold. He actually sold that team. This is absolutely insane. But hey, man. The Bengals are in the conference championship. I, I'm not even going to spend too much time on that because I cannot stand the Bengals. Everyone loves the Bengals, but I, I'm a very, I'm very much opposite. Very much opposite. <laughs> and everyone everyone loves Joe Burrow. I'm very much opposite. I do not know, bro. You don't not like Joey Badbones? No, no Joey ba- – ew, no Joey Badbones. <laughs> no Joe Shiesty. None of that, bro. None of, none of that. <laughs> hear too much of it. Oh my gosh, bro! Absolutely insane, bro. But without further ado, David, we got audio messages to play. Do you mind playing these for us, man? I got you. The next one is from Mr. Motivation, so let's hear it. All right. How disappointed are you that you will not be a Forty Nine er? Not as disappointed as the Forty Nine ers will be that they didn't draft me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finding that clip, Mr. Motivation. That exactly. Is what- Aaron Rodgers said during the draft. Oh my gosh. Imagine telling him, like, imagine time traveling, going back in time and telling him you will be 0 4 against the 49ers in the playoffs. I mean, he might change that. Uh, no, I mean, no, it's just inevitable. You can't change it. Imagine you just couldn't change it. You just like, what? And then you just left. Insane, <laughs> bro. Oh my God. <laughs> insane. But the next one's from 10886. Shout out to you and let's play it. Good. Boys, 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 boys. Oh, I'm hurt. Yeah, my heart is heavy. My guy and my team is out. Yeah. Ah, what a what a what a wait. But listen, guess who's going to Pittsburgh? Guess no. who's going to Pittsburgh? A Rod in Pittsburgh. No. Imagine that. No, I can't see uh-uh. him. I can't see him in black and gold. I'm sorry. No. That'd just be weird. That'd just be so freaky. Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Giants. Mark my words, what? Devontae Adams is coming with him, and boom, we're going to win titles. This guy, bro. And, and Lamar Jackson is winning, is, is winning MVP next year, too. Stop <laughs> it, bro. Stop it. Like, this guy's delusional at this. Like, David, bro, you can't, you can't, you can't, this is not healthy for you, man. You can't just keep saying that everyone's coming to the Giants. It's. <laughs> Eric, you know, you know, it's a dangerous game when you're given too much hope. And we see that a lot, especially in sports. That's until you guys signed John Gruden as your head coach. Then then nah, don't <laughs> oh <my laughs> John Gruden is loading for you guys. Yeah, just... that'd be that'd be terrible. That would be terrible. I wouldn't even watch a game. That's music for to my ears, bro. But <laughs> uh we do have two more audio messages and they're from Mr. Motivation, so let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, did you just say right to the hill MVP? <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. Yo, really? <laughs> Man. Yo, it's horrible, bro. It is horrible. Like, all Derek Henry wanted to do was... Run. But he couldn't, bro. <laughs> because every time he look up, he see pick after pick that's a pick from freaking Ryan Tannehill. And he's sitting there like, Oh my God! Wow! <laughs> like, what was Ryan Tannehill doing? What was he thinking, bruh? Three picks? You sacked this man nine times, bruh. Nine times. 
and you still lose the game because your quarterback gets three picks, he might lost his job. Oh, he no, he in fact did lose his job. Like, I'm not surprised if they cut him tomorrow. Like, that's how, like, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but still, it just, it just wasn't acceptable. Like to throw three interceptions, and especially the last one to be the crucial one. Like you see the guy, you see the defender jumping up, and you still throw it in his direction. It just makes no abs- absolutely no sense. He got but paid. He got paid off. You think? He got paid off. He just wanted. You wanted to lose. He actually wanted to lose. <laughs> Could just, be. But I know. Like he just literally insane. Insane. Could be. I don't think his twenty million dollar contract is doing enough. So he got to get paid off. Oh my yeah, that that <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, let's go ahead and go to the next one, bro. It just makes it work. <laughs> the next one's from Mr. Motivations. So honestly, I feel like this AFC championship game gonna be lopsided lopsided because the freaking Bengals defense is not up to the level of the Bills defense. The Bills had number one defense and they still lost. They still gave up forty two points. So yes, they beat us in that first uh meeting that we had late in the season, but this is a different team, this is a different animal. They're out for blood. They're out to get it. So I feel like we're going to take care of business. I really do. I really don't think this is going to be uh, as spectacular as that divisional round was. Like, Joe Burrow can ball, and he can go back and forth with Mahomes. But can that? how long before that defense finally breaks down? Tyreek Hill is healthy. He looks good. Travis Kelsey is healthy. He looks good. Pringles was showing up. Everybody was showing up. You know, and, and they shut. Like, one thing, I know we're going to get into it, but one thing you got to realize, they shut Stephon Diggs down. So, yeah. what happens if we can do that same thing as Jamar Chase? But not Gabriel Davis. Guy had 201 yards and four touchdowns. My God. I feel we, we need to get into that game, but you need, you need to go to my prediction first. But, like, when we get into that game, bro. That was um, the best game that, I've ever seen. That Yeah, like, that is literally the best football game I've ever seen in my life. Like, that was mm-hmm. insane. Oh, my gosh. But there's so much to talk about, too, man. But like, I will say this. I want Joe Burrow and the Bengals to go into Arrowhead Stadium and make uh, make Patrick Mahomes cry and the Chiefs oh. cry. Oh. But if I'm being realistic and if I had to put money on the game, I would obviously put the Kansas City Chiefs to win. So you want me to cry? Is that that's what you're saying? Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So the Giants. I I just I just wish another ten years of Giants failures. That's what I just did. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. I just, I, I just want to see. I just want to. Send you a photo of Joe Burrow smoking a cigar and saying, on my way to the Super Bowl. My gosh. All of them smoke cigars. It's so annoying. I like <laughs> the Bengals, bro. They all – oh, my gosh, bro. Oh, I can't wait till next year so we can burst them. Oh, my gosh. That's literally... Oh, I don't like the Bengals. Oh, we need to <laughs> – But let's go on to our final audio message before we move on to the Rams versus the Bucks game. And it's from 10 86 Let's hear it. Boys, 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 boys. All right, how about the other black? New Orleans! A-Rod in New Orleans! Uh, Listen, in reference to this Joey Bunyan, uh, nah, I don't, you know, think, think about it. That was a comparison game. If they were playing the Chiefs, the Chiefs would have destroyed them. Yes. Eight sacks? If the Chiefs gets eight sacks on Joey Bunyan, it's a wrap. <laughs> it is. Chiefs! Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. And 1086, you make a good point. Like, defense, if they had eight, nine sacks on Joe Burrow, the Chiefs would be up 50 to zero at that point. But my one thing is that we've seen the, we've seen the Bengals rely too much on their kicker, Evan McPherson. And although he's been amazing, I say in, when you verse the Kansas City Chiefs team, 
You cannot go field goal, field goal, field goal. You got to go touchdowns for touchdowns against this team, especially when you have a high-powered offense like Patrick Mahomes on the other end. It's like you can't settle for three points. You got to go for the seven. Listen, I love that. I, David, I agree with you, but, like, I love that name. Joey Bunyan. That's, <laughs> a, that's class. Let's literally, can we, call him, can we call him that from now on? Can I see that on my Instagram reel, huh? No, it, I mean, we'll see how he plays next game. If he plays good, then Joey Bad Bones is no. confirmed. I, I see, like, Joe Burr. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> I hate but, it all. Oh, my God. But we have our next two from Mr. Motivation, so I'm going to play it. All right. You know what? You know what, David? David, you really own it today, man. You are really on it today. Finish him. Fatality. <laughs> Thank you. That was for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Mr. Motivations. <laughs> Damn, on you, man. On I mean, I, mean I, want, I know Kansas City's going to win, but I want Joe Burrow win because just because. Just because what? See something, see something different. Oh, my God. But you I can... know Kansas City's going to win. That's the problem. The NFC got that part already. They got you. You're different. Like, come on. <laughs> that is true. But our next uh, next audio message from Mr. Motivations. That's the problem that I had with Bengals this entire um, postseason is they just been getting to the red zone field goal, getting to the red zone field goal. That's not going to work. Mahomes is going to mm-hmm. put up points. They're going to have to change their scheme. They're going to have to get points. They're going to have to figure out how to get the ball to the playmakers if they have a chance of winning this game. Yep, like they did, like they did in Week 17 or Week 16 when they beat the when they beat the Chiefs. They oh, got to do the same exact game plan like that. Uh, they, what? No, nah, don't do that. Don't do that, bro. No, I'm saying, I'm saying they have to have the same game plan like they had in week 16 or week 17. Because oh, they scored 30 plus points against that team, and they can't go 19 points against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm gonna say this much: they're they're not going to do week 17. That matchup is completely different than this matchup. Okay, you gotta think of it this way: the Chiefs know what it's like to be in this position. The Bengals do not, okay? The Also, to mention, the Chiefs are a completely different team, like Mr. Motivation said, like, before. So, if they, if if you're telling me that Joe Burrow is getting sacked eight times, I mean nine times, and still and still winning, the Chiefs aren't going to let that fly. They're going to score. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to, oh, my God, they're going to let, they're going to light that entire team up. They're going to light that defense up, but. Yeah, I guess, I guess Joe Burrow's offensive line does not like him. Or something, but you they haven't been bad before. Like that was just, I think that was just like a mishap. Like that was just a bad game. I don't think they're that bad. Like nine sacks is crazy. I mean, they're probably up there for one of like one of the worst. Maybe they're not terrible, but they're not the best. Yeah, definitely not the best. But like, dang, they got destroyed. Yep. But um, without further ado, let's get into the NFC. And uh, Eric, we got to go over your prediction, which is. The Los Angeles Rams going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Talk about, man, the kickers are coming up clutch this week, man. You got Evan McPherson with the Bengals getting the game winning. You got um, uh, but- Butker and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs getting the game tying one, and then and then um, with the uh, with Robbie Gold getting that field goal against Green Bay. So they were coming up clutch this week, but and then uh, 
Let's go over these stats quick. So, ladies and gentlemen, Eric said that the Buccaneers, oh, we're going to win 24-21 to 21 against the Rams. And, Eric, I'm sorry, but the Rams beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30-27. So, I cannot give you a point for the team or the score. Um, you did say that Tom Brady was going to have two or more touchdowns. And this Tom is crazy. Brady only had one touchdown. So, crazy. I cannot give you a point for that. And to finish it off, you said Matthew Stat oh, – not Matthew Stat, I'm sorry. Aaron Donald was going to have at least two QB hits, and I believe he had three QB hits to go on that. So you get a point for that. That's so you, go one, you go one for four and takes your first league first lead in a couple of weeks, and you're up 86 to 85. Uh, unfortunately. Because we're getting down to the crunch time, man. We, I need these little points. These little points are going to help me. Eh, whatever. Whatever. Come on, man. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I love that. I like that energy. Come on. <laughs> Whatever. Let's go over these stats real quick. Tampa Bay. You had the GOAT Tom Brady go 30 for 54, 329 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this. Definitely not the be- one of the best time, best games I've seen Tom Brady go. 100%. Not the best game I had Tom Brady do. But he still came back from a deficit, which was impressive. But Leonard Fournette went 13 carries, 51 yards, and two uh, touchdowns. He was a big factor his first game back since being on the IR. And he made a big impact to this team. On the receiving on the receiving end, we had Mike Evans go eight for eight receptions for 119 yards and he touched down. Awesome game for Mike Evans. And then we have Antonio Brown. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Antonio Brown. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski had five four receptions for 85 yards. Leonard Fournette had nine receptions for 56 yards. And then we move on to the fumbles. The Butterfingers department. Tom Brady had a little bit of Butterfingers. He had a fumble and he lost it. Uh, we had a uh, McDomican Sue with the forced fumble. Jason Pierre-Paul recovered that fumble. Levante David uh, recovered a fumble. Sean Murphy Bunting recovered a fumble. And Jamal Dean forced a fumble. And Anton Winfrey Jr. Re- or a forced fumble and recovered one. So a lot of a lot of fumbles on the Rams part. But move on to defensive side. The leading tackler was, in fact, Levante David, the middle linebacker. He had 11 total tackles, 7 solo, and 1 tackle for a loss. Uh, after that, Vita, Vita Vea had uh, three three total tackles, two solo, and one ta- one sack and one tackle for a loss. And then after that, they only had a half a sack from the Domkin Sue and a half a sack from Jason Pierre Paul. So they only had two they only had two sacks in this game on this defense. They had no pressure, little to no pressure on um, Matthew Stafford, which is very uh very shocking. But and we move on to the kicking. And Eric, guess what? Ryan Suckup went two for three with his long green forty five. If he wanted to win three for three, this game would have been tied. But it's only there's a lot of what ifs in this situation. But move on to the the Rams side, and we have Matthew Stafford went 28 for 38, 366 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions. This was the Matthew Stafford we've seen in the beginning of the season. This was the Matthew Stafford that we saw. We're like, man, this guy's gonna potentially win MVP, and uh, he's showing it at the right time. I'm gonna say that. But move on to the rushing department. You have Cam Akers. You have 24 carries for 48 yards, and then. Matthew Stafford had four carries for six yards and a touchdown. Talk about Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, but move on to the receiving receiving I, area. <laughs> receiving area, we had the 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 best receiver this year. Cooper Cup had nine receptions, 183 yards, and a touchdown. And then OBJ had six receptions, 69 yards, and uh, and then uh, Kendall Blanton had two receptions, 18 yards, and a touchdown. Move on to the Butterfingers department. There's a lot of Butterfingers in this game on the Rams side. That brought basically Tampa Bay back into this game. But we had Cam Akers, the running back, have two fumbles, and he lost both of them. Cooper Cup 
had a fumble, and he lost it. Brian Allen had a fumble, and he lost it. Von Miller forced a fumble, and he did recover it. But you move on to interceptions. You had Nick Scott have an interception. And then on the, the leading tackler on the defense was, in fact, tied with David Long and Darius Williams with seven. And they both had a tackle for a loss each. Von Miller had a sack. Aaron Donald had a sack and two tackles for a loss. Leonard Floyd had a sack and a tackle for a loss. And then the game winner, Matt Gay, went three for four, and the field goal is 40 yards being his longest and three for three on extra points. And uh, he got the game winner for this team. But overall, Eric, what's your analysis on this game, man? Oh, my gosh. First of all, it was a great game to watch. But just the over, overall analysis, man, like, I don't blame Brady, bro. I, I really thought – I was convinced that the Buccaneers were going to win this game, bro. It's crazy because at one point, they were literally down. If you look at it, at halftime, they were down 20-3, to three, bro. Like, bro, this game, was, this game was basically over at that time. And I still had full faith that Brady was going to come back. Isn't that crazy? And, scary. And then, and then, like, when he started to come back, but then afterwards, he, like, he wasn't looking that strong overall. Like, he wasn't looking, like, like crazy, I guess you could say. But then, like, the Rams would respond sometimes here and there. But then there was a couple crazy couple crazy plays. And then it was like, oh, I don't know who's going to win. Then I, had, I thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had it in the bag. But, of course, you know, they, the, the defense had to, had to have a blown coverage. Ima- imagine, imagine on the last, on, the, on one play left, right? Leaving the best wide receiver in the league on one-on-one coverage. What's going on? What are we doing? Insane. Mind-boggling. Oh, he burnt him. He literally burnt his defender, bro. It was not even, it was insane, but great. Well done from the Rams. The Rams look strong, man. They look strong. Von Miller looks like a monster, right? They just got their their defensive line is is scary. Their defense alone is scary. But I have to say, man, it's going to be very interesting going to next round because the 49ers seem to have their number, right? They've beaten them twice in the regular season. So um, when you really look at it, the 49ers seem to do, they seem that they do have their number. But I feel as if this is a different Rams team again. I think this Rams team will pull out a victory probably. But um, we'll see how it goes, man. But how are you feeling about this? Yeah, pretty much similar as you. Um, yeah, when Tom Brady was down twenty to three in the third quarter with like five minutes left, I was talking to my I was talking to my dad, and I'm like, "Man, the Rams are really destroying this team." And he's like, "Yeah, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have Tom Brady." And then I look at my phone, like literally ten minutes later, the score is like twenty-seven to twenty. I'm like, "What just happened?" It's a Tom Brady effect. That's basically what it is. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough because you got to give credit to Matthew Stafford, man. He threw a bullet to Cooper Cup towards the end, and uh, which basically got them, got them the the, the field position, which they, Matt Gay produced with the forty yard field goal, thirty yard field goal to win the game. So impressive by impressive by Tom Brady doing it yet again coming back, but more impressive by Matthew Stafford for uh, for leading a drive that um and getting that game winning uh game winning field goal against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but. One question about the defense in Tampa Bay. You, like Eric said, you can't leave the best wide receiver in the league one-on-one coverage with the game on the line. And we saw Dang. this in Kansas City, too. We saw this in Kansas City, too. Um, well, I'll get into that, obviously, but Bills did the same thing in Kansas City. They did not double Tyree Kill, and he was literally running circles around these guys, and they did not double Kelsey, which was mind-boggling. But, I mean, it was just – this is why situational football is so important in the NFL. It doesn't matter – 
how good of a player you are. It just matters how you show up in the situations like this. And uh, they didn't show up in the situation, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which basically cost them the field position, which cost them the game. But I want to ask you one question, if you don't mind. Let's and do it. uh, it's about Tom Brady. You know, they asked Tom Brady after the game, they're like, what does this mean for you? Don't you like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to retire? Are you going to come back? And he said, you know, I still have, I still have to think about it. You know, obviously he just got off of a loss. So he's not going to be saying anything yet, but for him to be kind of questioning it, should we be not, not worried that he's going to retire, but should we be looking at Tom Brady retiring this season? I don't think so. Or is so. he going to play another one? I think he'll play another season of, I personally think, like, this is a dude that just came off of a season saying, I feel like I could play till like, I'm 50. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, dude, the dude clearly feels as if he's healthy. And honestly, if he's still, if he's, this dude, I think he's going to win MVP this year. You know what I mean? And if yeah. Tom Brady wins MVP this year, why is he going to retire? You know what I mean? He's, a, he's addicted to football. He's literally addicted to the football to the point where it's like, if he is still one of the best players in the league, he's going to keep playing. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. The only way I see him retiring is possibly if he retires out on the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? He wins the Super Bowl and he's like, you know what? I'll call it quits. I'm good. Right? From here mm-hmm. on out is what I'm saying. Obviously, not like not considering last year. But um, overall, I feel as if he, I think we got another season left in Tom Brady for sure. I think I agree with you 100%. And after a season where you lead every, you lead all quarterbacks in passing yards in first place, you lead everyone in first place in t- passing touchdowns, and uh, and just absolutely insane. I think he will continue to do this, and it goes to show that his play is still there, so he can still produce these numbers. It just it's just Definitely. a matter if he wants to do it, and I think he will. So we'll see another year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, other than that, bro, yeah, this game was very entertaining. Um, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, if anything. I've grown to like Tom Brady, but I'm definitely not a Tom Brady fan because the amount of times he's made me cry as a little kid in the past. But um, <laughs> what's it called? I will say this much. Um, I I did want him to win this game. I wanted the Buccaneers to win because I had the Buccane- I had the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, and now the Rams have ruined my plans. So, um, we'll leave it at that, I guess. But David, we do have four audio messages. Do you mind if I play them? Let's do it. All right. So the first one we got in the queue is from Mr. Motivations. Here we go. Oh, this is fun fact, and I'm. A- this is a fun fact. So the Chiefs' 13-minute field goal drive, I mean, sorry, 13-second field goal drive was shorter than the 14-second Dak Prescott run. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. It's hilarious. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude, the facts, you know what tops this playoffs? This, the whole, this playoffs has been absolutely in, amazing to watch, but the best thing about it, is the fact that the Cowboys got eliminated first round. That's the best thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just when the Cowboys lose, man, everybody's happy except for Cowboys fans. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm ecstatic when the Cowboys lose. Oh my gosh, man! But I tell you, this, this that when we go into that game, Mr. Motivations, there's so much to go over, bro. Because oh my gosh, man, that game was insane. That again, best football game I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Hands out, man. But um, let's go ahead and play the next one from Julian Reyes. Here we go. Let's do it. Yo, let's really talk Man United West Ham, though. Yes, <laughs> Man United get that one victory against West Ham. Let's go, Mar- Marcus Rashford in the ninety-third minute. You gotta love it. Nah, there's no way you actually just said that. There's no way you guys. 
Oh my gosh. I, I love got it. a Man United I got a I got a cocky Man United fan and I got a Ronaldo fanboy in the chat. Right? What's going on? <laughs> no, what's actually going on? No, no, no. Listen. Listen. Okay. Man United, yeah, they got their W. Yeah, they're in fourth place. I get it. Okay. Man United uh won the game. Does not mean they're back on top. Let's yes, it relax. does. It does. No, it does not. You're that was a statement got game. sucked off the game. I don't want to hear that. That was a statement I don't game. Wanna... No, what do you mean statement? You make it statement games against West Ham. Aren't uh, they a that solid makes team? Good. That Aren't makes they you, a solid that makes you, team? That makes you feel so good. Because if you want to make a statement game, I'm just saying winning in the 93rd minute 1-0 against West Ham is not really much of a statement. Uh, and that's coming from a West Ham fan. So, Ouch, you're, uh, you're dissing your team. Oh, my gosh. I'm not dissing my team. I'm being realistic. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, y'all got y'all got realize the fact that we still almost beat you. We and we still and we're very much capable of beating you guys. So, like, I don't want to. Uh, I don't know, man. I will give you the credit for getting the W. Um, I will say this. I mean, I'm not a man of excuses or anything like that. We still should have won the game, but I will say that we did not have our captain. Our start. Well, no, our captain is Declan Rice, but I would say um, our starting center back, basically like a second captain, which is um. Um, Angelo, Angelo Ogbonna. So, um, um, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Still happy with my team. Still happy with the performance. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> all right. But I will say this: we're not David, J- Julian. Okay, I can, I can take it from you because he's a, he's like a full on Man United fan. Believes that Marcus Rashford's the next Ronaldo or something. I, that's a little skeptical. That's but, no. What do you mean? Yes! Oh my god! Oh my what did I say? What do you mean? Dude, what happened? What? Wait, what? What You said yes! I said no. Oh, you said no? No, I said no. He's not the next Ronaldo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, David, on the hand, I don't want to hear it because you're the, the reason you're a Man United fan is. is, is Cause of Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, got, I'll say it every time. I'll say it every off. time. But he got, he got sucked off, man, and he was complaining. He was like, what's going on? What's going on? I mean,. When you're the best player in the world, you don't want to get subbed off. We saw that thing with Messi, too. Wait a minute. I think I've been talking about the wrong game. He, I don't think he got subbed off that game. Wait, I'm He didn't. He didn't. He got subbed off the previous game. He didn't the get subbed off this game. game. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the previous game. But it's, oh, my bad. That has nothing to do with it then. Never mind. I got my, I got my games mixed up. But um, <laughs> either way, bro, I guess congratulate Man United. Whatever. Whatever, man. This is just terrible. We're, West, Ham, West Ham lose to Man United, right? So I got to hear from you guys. Barcelona are like in and out, right? They're the one day they win a game, the next day they lose a game. And the Bengals are Bengals are in the AFC championship. What could possibly go wrong at this point? Like, and Kevin Durant's injured. Like, sports is just terrible right now. Sports is honestly terrible, bro. It's just crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, let's go ahead and go on to um the next audio message, which is from which is from um ten eighty six. Here we go. Boys, 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 down goes Brady. Down <laughs> goes Brady. Yeah. The V-Man, V-Miller, went ape. Go, V-Miller. <laughs> V-Miller goes ape. V-Miller is going, yo, they're going after Josh. What's his name, Josh? Josh Marsh from the Bills? Josh Going Allen? after Josh Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they, what this is, this is absolutely like Von Miller had a great game, bro. Von Miller had such a great game. He's really like showing out, man. This, this, um, this 
playoff this, these playoffs, man. And I think he's gonna be a, a key key factor. He already is a key factor, um, but I think he's gonna be a key key factor in the Rams play in the Rams for the Rams um this next upcoming game. Yeah, definitely. If they can stop that run against the 49ers, they're golden. Yeah, because that's basically their whole identity. What are they gonna say? Throw the ball, at Jimmy G. Like they're not scared by that. Oh, dude, what's it, what's it called? Um, imagine imagine them relying on Jimmy Garoppolo to get them a win. That's insane. Oh my goodness! But it's, imagine he gets like 500 yards and five touchdowns. I'd just be like, nah, this is this is rigged. Playoffs are rigged, dude. No, nah, there's no way. There's no no way. If Jimmy Garoppolo turns into Tom Brady, that I'd be shocked. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! But let's go ahead and go into the next audio message from Mister Motivations. Here we go. Let me tell you a little story <laughs> about this game. So y'all know about Wait, the story, David and Goliath. <laughs> this is the story of Tom, the goat, and Matthew, the Stafford. So what happened? Matthew came out against the goat. Thought he could beat him. Thought he could take him down. The goat thought otherwise. The goat got down fast. He got down fast. But he picked it back up. He picked it back up. Just like those fumbles. The defense picked them back up. But it wasn't enough. In the end, Matthew Stafford, the Rams. There's a ram in the bush. The Rams won it. The Rams got it. Goat went home. I love that. Eric, you said we in church? Exactly. Oh I, I thought we were, you ever watch Hercules the movie? I know. Yeah, I feel like it's I, like one of those songs. I did thought we were in church. Oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god, it's so hilarious. That was great. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> that was hilarious. I like that. That was that was good, Mr. Moraces. You maybe you maybe you got me with that one. The dude literally just preached on the on the fact that the Rams beat the Buccaneers. You know, but if you really listen to the story, it was very it was very uh motivating. So very good story. <laughs> very touching story. Oh my gosh. It was the fact that he preached it perfectly, I think. That's mm-hmm. the best part. And to compare it to David and Goliath, and you know, my name is David, so like, you know, obviously I, <laughs> I, I, I always I always win. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. Let's go ahead and go to the next one, which is from Julian Reyes, bro. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Oh, no, no, no. I did not say he's a nice Ronaldo. He's just the English Ronaldo, yeah? No, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. Oh my uh... gosh. Dude, this guy. Dude, this guy, bro. I have li- no, I have literal proof. Oh my gosh! I literally approve of him saying that one day, but I'm not going. I'm not going into it, dog. And he's not even close to the English Ronaldo, man. He's mm-hmm. not close. What's it called? No one could ever. No one could ever touch what Ronaldo has done in the world. No one could no. ever. Unless, I mean, I will say this much, and this is gonna annoy David. That people have a better chance of mimicking Ronaldo than they do Messi. I will say that much. I will say that much. They have a very much better chance of of mimicking Ronaldo than they can mimic Messi. Cause for reasons, but we won't go into it. We won't go into it. But um, <laughs> you hear the crickets? 
Nah, it's because you're not talking. <laughs> you're like, oh, that was a goat. But regardless, let's go ahead and go into the next game. We got to get through this really, a little bit fast, but we no, nah, we can't go through this one fast. We can't so, go through uh, this one fast. This is the best game in the NFL I've bro, ever seen in my life. The Chiefs versus the Bills, ladies and gentlemen. David's Buffalo Bills. That Well, David's not a Buffalo Bills fan, but like he wanted them to win the, the, um, the Super Bowl. Um, yes. Not the Super Bowl, but they wanted, the game. He wanted, he wanted them to get there, right? And David, you had a prediction on this, my friend. And it's 85 to 86. Must have, I just want to remind you really quick. So let's go ahead and pull out that prediction really quick. David, you said that the Buffalo Bills were going to win 27 to 24, and I'm sorry but the Buffalo Bills lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, 42-36. to So we cannot give you a point for the team or the score. Now, you did say that Josh Allen will have two or more touchdowns, and Josh Allen got dumped for you, man. He had four touchdowns, bro. What in the world? Oh, my gosh. How did he lose? How did he lose? It's insane to think. But listen, we'll go into other stats, and we'll understand why he lost this game. But um, we give you a point for that. Then you say that Patrick Mahomes will have over 275 passing yards. And oh, no. Oh, no, ladies and gentlemen. Patrick Mahomes at 378 yards. Oh, no. Oh, no. David got two points. No, he took the lead. Oh, that's how – That's we're comfortable now. No, David has the lead going into the – to the all oh, to the conference championships. Oh, uh, it's 87 to 86. I don't feel comfortable. Why are we always so close, man? Why? Why is this – like, I want a nice cruising lead. Bro, it's never it's never going to be that easy with me, man. It's never going to be that easy. And I, I I bring the pressure, bro. I always bring the pressure, bro. But I will say this much. This is the first time that you have me where I'm actually nervous. <laughs> I'm actually nervous, bro, because, like, this one – I don't know how I feel about this one. Football can go any way at this point, bro. We don't know who's going to win the next games. It's too mm. close to the But listen, bro, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this game really quick. I'm going to start with the Buffalo Bills, man. Unfortunately, they ended up losing this game. Um, Josh Allen played out of his mind, man. Josh Allen is one of the great he, – he is one of the best quarterbacks in this league easily, bro. It's, he just proved it this, this, this playoffs, man. He went 27 for 37, 329 yards, and four touchdowns along with it. Um, And then in the rushing department, this is a little bit concerning, but Josh Allen led the team in rushing as well well with 68 yards. Oh, my gosh, bro. And then after that, you had Devin Singletary with 26 yards and a touchdown as well to go along with it. But then going to the receiving department, um, you had Gabriel Davis leading the team in total yards with 201 yards and all four touchdowns. From Josh Allen, absolutely insane game for Gabriel Davis. Um, but then also going into the fumble department, you had Josh Allen with one fumble, but he did recover it. Um, and going into the defensive stats of things, um, there was no interceptions for the Buffalo Bills. However, leading the team in total tackles was Matt Milano with 11 total tackles and six solo tackles. Um, after that, you had Taron Johnson with one sack. You had Ed Oliver with one sack, one tackle for a loss, and two QB hits. But that's literally all she wrote for the defensive stats. Um, and that's pretty much all she wrote for the Buffalo Bills. But let's get into the Kansas City Chiefs, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. Offensive juggernaut of a team, bro. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, as Mr. Motivation would say, baby goat, 34 for 44, 378 yards, and three touchdowns. Great game for Patrick Mahomes. Um, also leading his team in rushing, which is weird to think. Um, both quarterbacks leading their team in rushing. Patrick Mahomes had 69 yards and a touchdown to go along with it. Um, then after then after that you had McCole Hardman 
had 31 yards and one touchdown to go along with it as well. Um, going to the receiver and the things. And, oh, this dude had an insane game. When it, when, when it came down to it, he was the he was the man. And that was Tyree Kill, bro. Cheetah went insane, bro. 150 yards and one touchdown. I will go into it why, why he had an insane game a little bit after. But, um... An absolute great game for Cheetah, but then that wasn't all. You had Travis Kelsey with 96 yards with one touchdown. Then you had Byron P- Pringle with 29 yards and one touchdown to add on to it as well. Great game for the receivers. Going to the fumble department, you had Jarek McKinnon with one fumble. You had Andrew Wiley with, and you had Andrew Wiley with one recovery. And then going into defensive stats, there wasn't any interceptions. However, leading the team in total tackles, it was tied between Daniel Sorson and Legarius Sneed. Both had nine total tackles, both having six solo tackles, but Legarius Sneed having one pass deflected. Um, and then after that, you had Jaron Reed with one sack. You had Melvin Ingram with one sack. And that's pretty much all she wrote for the defensive stats as well. Um, and just to go into it, you had Harrison um, Butker. Or how do you say it? Butker or Booker? I keep Butker? Saying, I don't know. I said Butker. Uh, either, either way, um, he went three for four. Um, with, he went 75%, 49 meters long, and 12 of the 42 points from the Kansas City Chiefs. But, David, talk to me about this game, man. What is this, bro? This was in fact like I'll keep on saying it. this is one of the best games I've ever seen in my life, one of the best NFL games. This should have been the Super Bowl. Literally, <laughs> imagine this being the Super Bowl. Like we got, oh. we got, we got lucky watching a January Super Bowl game. Like this is rare, and just it was just great offensive game. But like when you look at it, the offense didn't really start until like the fourth quarter. <laughs> Both teams scored twenty eight points in the fourth quarter. After that. I mean, they had they had scores every single quarter, but like I felt like the fourth quarter is where they basically woke up in the sense in their offense. But they, it was just it wasn't a defensive game. Let's just say that <laughs> it was not a defensive game. When you're allowing 42 points and 36 points, it's not a defensive game. But the offense was just showing, and it just goes to prove it goes to show that Josh Allen he stepped up big. He stepped up big. He's in fact he became one of my favorite quarterbacks watching him last night, watching him how he performed and how clutch he can be. I didn't know Josh Allen had that gene. And it turns out he actually did. So, Josh Allen, you gained my respect, man. The gunslinger uh, out of Wyoming. But, in fact, I got to give credit to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, he's just doing Patrick Mahomes things. I mean, we've seen this from him in the past three, four years. He's been doing this. And to do it against, uh, to do it again against the Buffalo Bills team, it's, it's devastating because I wanted the Bills to win. But you got to give respect to these two offensive prowesses like quarterbacks like insane they both led their team in rushing and they had insane passing games it's, it's absolutely insane you can't make it up you can't man you absolutely can't it was just a, it was literally a shoot out bro it, i've never seen anything like this in my life and i've always been watching um, football but i will say this much bro in the fourth quarter bro i've never seen so much so much defense just be non-existent like <laughs> When it matters most, I know Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are great quarterbacks, but bro, it was as if there was no defense. It was as, it was if it was as if no one was there. There was one touchdown. I forgot what quarter it came in, but when Patrick Mahomes threw it to Cheetah, bro, to Tyreek Hill, it was over. That was it, the fourth quarter. It was the fourth quarter, yo. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill took it to the crib in seconds. He's the fastest player I've ever seen, bro. Like I, dude. I, I don't I can't explain it. Like he's so quick. 
He just moves at, at speeds that, like, oh, my gosh, man. This guy is just insane. Just to think, if we really break it down how fast this dude is, like, this guy is moving, like, 99 speed, but he has a bunch of padding on him and a bunch of, like, and, like, a bunch of weight on him, and he's still moving like that. Imagine if he didn't have that weight on him, bro. He'd be insane. He'd be insane. Like, well, I mean, he's clearly insane now, but you know what I mean, like, speed-wise. But overall, like... This the, the defensive were the defenses were non-existent at the end of the games, man. It was terrible, terrible defense. But overall, great game to watch. Yeah, and I have to point out a couple a couple of flaws in the defense. You mentioned it with like the defenses were absolutely terrible in going into the fourth quarter. But like we looked at this one play where Josh Allen threw the 19-yard pass to Gabriel Davis, and um, I think they were down by. Th- I don't, I don't know how many points, three points. They were down by four points or something, and they scored that touchdown or five points, something like that. And uh, they got the three-point lead off of this. But basically, Gabriel Davis broke the defender's ankles, and the defender was on the ground. He was literally oh wide my. open. It's like, how do you manage to do that? How do you manage to do that? Come on, defense. It's not, not, not good on the Kansas City Chiefs side. But then you got to look at the Buffalo Bills side. Patrick Mahomes had 13 seconds on the clock. Buffalo Bills. They give it to Tyree Kill, right in the right in the right in the flat. They give it to Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill gets like an extra fifteen yards or something because he's that quick. So they tackle him. All right, eight seconds left. What do they do? They play deep. Okay, but you're not doubling Kelsey and you're not doubling Ty- Tyree Kill this whole game, which is insane. But regardless of this, on the last play uh, before the field goal, they give it to they give it to Travis Kelsey and Travis Kelsey wide open. Like, not, not a player in sight. And he gets an extra, like, 20 yards and they're in the field goal position. It's just unacceptable, man. You can't give a playmaker like Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill space like that. You can't. You can't. Because if you cut one of those guys out, then he has to rely on the other guy. And it just it ruins his possibilities of having uh, – his possibilities of the playmakers. You got you to stop these guys. Tyreek Hill obviously can run circles around your defense. He's done it. And he did it in this game. And then Travis Kelsey can make those smart plays and be agile and get those first downs for you, and like they did in the last play. So it was unacceptable by the defense. And if you want to say it, the Buffalo Bills defense basically lost in this game. So it's, it's upsetting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. That play where, Ga- where Gabriel Davis broke that defender was crazy, bro. <laughs> that dude almost did a flip. It was bad. He did almost. He almost did like a full three sixty on the ground. It, oh my gosh, bro! It was bad. It was really bad. That's that's what we call clutch from Gabriel David. I say that much. But um, yeah. Overall, amazing game, and I can't wait. For, I can't wait for the other ones to come. Man, I think the Chiefs are gonna wash the the, the Bengals. To be honest with you, now mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I think they're just gonna wash them. I think so too. I don't think there's. I don't really think there's a matchup. The Bills were their best competition, and the Bills put up a fight. And but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they just they just outlasted. And like you said, it was a gunslinging match. It was a duel, and Patrick Mahomes got the last punch. Not punch, the last last shot. There you go. But it was just – it's insane. But you know what made it more devastating? Is that what? the game went into overtime. And I'm going to have to bring up overtime rules because I think they're dumb and I think they're stupid. Overtime. Uh, the person who wins the toss, they get the first possession, obviously. Now, if they go down and they score a touchdown, the game's over. I do not like that rule, and I never liked that rule. I don't think – I think you should play out at least the whole quarter or give each player one possession each because I think that's not fair for the other team. And But, like, 
I don't know if they're ever going to do it. Probably not. But what's your? What do you think? You think they should change it? Because I'm actually, I, I was upset about that. You know, when you really think about it, it's like it kind of doesn't make sense because it's if you look at the overtime rules, it's basically just based off of who wins the toss. Basically, right? Because at the end of the day, if you want to make it a fair shot, right? I kind of relate to soccer PKs. Okay, both teams get ample amount of tries, right? It's best out of five, but both team, but both teams get ample amount of tries, right? And if it goes to sudden death, soccer penalties can literally go. If it needs to, it can go on forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, like until you have a winner decided. For me, like you said, I kind of agree with the fact that like I feel as if the offense should have a chance to come back down the field, but. This is how I would do it, right? Say if the Chiefs, like, like, let's just say, like, the Chiefs get the get um get the touchdown. I think the Bills should have a chance to respond, but they have to score a touchdown in order to um in order in order in order for the game to keep going, right? If they get a field goal, it doesn't count. I mean, or it counts, but it won't. They'll, they'll still lose the game, okay? But they need to get a touchdown in order in order to continue, right? Now let's just say the Chiefs get a field goal, right? And in this case, the NFL allows you to go back, right? If I say like this, let's just say that the, the Bills come down the field and they can't get a touchdown, but they get a field goal, and the Chiefs go again, right? And it kind of gives you the back and forth type of sense. In other words, like kind of like soccer, right? And I feel as if it should be like that, but at the same time, um, hey, man, it's been working. I I, I guess it's, it's been implemented for such a long time. I don't know if they're really going to change it, to be honest. And... I don't know. It's it's technically technically speaking, it is it isn't fair. It doesn't make sense. But hey, man, rules are rules. And Josh handled Josh Allen actually handled that very well in a, in a press in a press conference. You know, like yeah. the press conference he he had said he's like you know like I'm not gonna sit here and complain or make excuses or anything like that. He goes because you know if it was the other way around, we would we would have been we would have been the one celebrating. Yeah, obviously, yeah. So. Yeah, and he's completely right because both these both defenses were terrible. So, amen. you know, even even though the rules are the rules, I want to change the rules, Eric, because I, I I really don't like that rule. I really don't like if you score a touchdown in the first possession, you automatically win. Because once the Kansas City Chiefs won that toss, I said to myself, "My Kansas City Chiefs won the game." It's like it's it's kind of not fair. But it really isn't. But I have some ideas. Ready? So I, I want to test them out with you. See if the NFL will allow this. Okay. Let's see. So. Okay, mine is like a sprint, a full field sprint with two what? of your slowest players. Whoever what? gets their first wins the game. Okay? <laughs> that's what? One. That's, that's one. <laughs> and the second one, like you said, if, they, if you win the toss, whoever gets they, – they get one possession. Each team gets one possession each. Say Kansas City Chiefs score, and they go down the field, and they get a touchdown. The Bills have to score, they have to score a touchdown, but only in a certain amount of time. Like the, the the game clock goes down to like a minute or two minute warning, it's like it's like real time football. So the clock is not in their favor, but they still have a chance to score. Mm-hmm. That could be another possibility, or or the best one out of all of them. They can do a kicking challenge and they just have the kickers kick and keep on going. Nah. And my favorite one, my favorite one, they do rock paper scissors best out of three. Whoever wins, wins the game. <laughs> oh, wait, imagine. Nah, you know what? It's crazy. Imagine losing the Super Bowl based on rock paper scissors. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be insane. Do you? Oh, which God. one do you like the best out of that? I would have to say the second one. That's the most realistic one. But I don't. I don't agree with the time change. 
Because when you really think about it, over time, it basically means when you go into it, it's extra time added on, right? Or basically another quarter added on of football, right? In order, it's basically the game is like restarting, in other words, right? Mm-hmm. But it's only one quarter. So why are we leaving? Why why would you like? Why would you add less? Why would you put less time for them if it's just a normal game, basically? Uh, just, it's, I don't know, just to make it make it faster, make it more. Because people are going to complain about the how slow the game is going, how long it is. So to make it quicker. Oh my gosh, man! Well, you don't like the sprint. You don't like the sprint with one of the 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 the, the slowest people on the team. Not at all. <laughs> not at all, bro. Oh my gosh, man! Let's go ahead. But it's worth a shot. Without further ado, man, we do got to move on. Um, looking at the time, but let's go ahead. We got a couple audio messages to play. Do you want to play them really quick? I got you. And all the right. first one's from ten a eighty six. Let's hear what these guys say. Let's do it. All right, boys, boys, boys. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, I had that little imagination uh, Rams against uh, the Bills, a little mixed up there. However, considering they do have their work cut out for them, Um, Miller and Donald got their work cut out for them to stop in the San Francisco run. San Francisco came out of the second half running like crazy against Green Bay. I mean, once I saw that first, First down, 10 yards gain. I was like, oh, no, this is a wrap. They better do something fast. So, those boys got their work cut out for them. That is true. I mean, I mean, their whole identity in San Francisco is based off their running game. I mean, <laughs> like I said before, they're not going to give Jimmy G the ball. So, it's kind of like, it's like, kinda <laughs> like a tit- Tennessee Titans situation where they don't really want their quarterback with the ball, but they much rather have their running backs carry the ball because that's what's been winning them games. So, they got to do that. But if the Rams stop the running game, GG's. GG's over. over. Yeah. Or or Jimmy G. Mm. No, no, we're not feeling that. No, tough I'm not feeling that. No. Okay. Got it. Got it. I just said. All right. I'll, I'll cross it out in my in my joke book. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is from 1086 again. Also, there was a lot of slack about you know the OT win and all this jazz. I got a question though. Why would you kick that ball? To T Hill Monster, why would you do that to the incredible Flash on the Chiefs? Why would you kick a kick off to T Hill the Monster? That's ridiculous, and you did it twice in a row. I'm a little confused. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think they kicked it off to Tyreek Hill. I think if he's talking about the last, the last like this, they should have squid kicked it to waste more time. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. Either, either way, man, I, I, I'm still blaming the defense regardless. <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, kicking or not, bro, the defense is – how are they able to get into field goal range with that much time left? That's ridiculous. That's like the Rams when they got when they got the field goal range against Brady. Like, that shouldn't have happened. That literally shouldn't have happened, bro. Yep. They, they, and they, guess what? Get a what? Guess what it was? They left the guys too open. One, one-on-one coverage against Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers in the league. And they did literally – no coverage against Tyreek Hill and, and uh, Travis Kelsey. These people dead want to like want like test the best receivers in the league. Like, stop it! Come <laughs> on, you got no better, bro. But, um, yeah, but our next audio message is from ten eight eighty six again. So let's hear it. Let's do it. Yeah, I want to back up a little bit. I know we went through this already, but um, uh, the entire Green Bay special teams 
has been fired. Newsflash, the entire Green Bay <laughs> special teams department, coaches and players has just been fired, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> GG's, bro. They they deserve to. That that's crazy. The special teams, bro. I've never seen that. Like, I've never seen this a fool from a special teams before. That's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and go on to the next one, yeah? Yep, and our next one is from Mr. Motivation, so let's hear it. Let's do it. Yo, it was an incredible game. I feel like overtime rules do need to be changed, but, like, it's going to have to be a certain way because if you had just if you just say, because a lot of people say, well, just let them play it out. Let them play it out. If they play it out, that game would have never ended. We probably went over to a third, fourth overtime. would have been, like, 75 <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would have <laughs> been a crazy amount. Um... So, yeah, I think we just got to adjust how we do overtime, give the other team a chance at least. But because um, I wouldn't want that to happen to my homeboy and not get the ball back again like in 2018. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah. other than that, man, they played a hell of a game. Both of them did absolutely great. Like I said, Josh Allen gave my respect. And it just came down to who got the ball last. And, I mean, 13 seconds was too much time for my home. So yeah. I, I don't think nobody saw that. But I got to say this real quick for my time run out. Oh Baby go. <laughs> Come on. Baby go. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that this era that we are currently in right now, you might not realize it. Maybe you do. But the the uh, Josh Allen uh, Patrick Mahomes era right now is looking awfully similar to the Brady and Manning Peyton Manning's uh, era. So we're in, we're in for a treat. Let's just say that. I, I agree, man. I agree. Honestly, like that that's um definitely definitely true. We're definitely in for a treat, man. For real. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But let's move yeah. on to the next I'm oh, sorry. Wait, really quick, sorry. The for the next couple um next couple of years, man, unfortunately, as a Ravens fan, um I gotta come to my senses and know that like we could be seeing a couple of ASC matchups between these two guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But and if it's yeah. anything like this, every single year I would have I'll take it. No, no, no! Please don't do that! No, 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 no! I mean, if it if it was a Jets versus Kansas City Chiefs or the Jets versus the Buffalo Bills, yeah. No, a Ravens, <laughs> Ravens, bro. Meet meet me halfway. Ravens versus Jets. I'll take it. All right, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> but uh, the, the next audio message is from ten a eighty six. Let's play it. They're comparing Holmes to the Michael Jordan of football. He's flashy. No. He's dashy. He's got the looks. He's got it. Watch him score. Whoop! Touchdown. <laughs> they better stop. No, they... he's not. He's not Michael Jordan yet. He's still only like what twenty four years old. He can't do that. No. You know who's really flashy? Who? Lamar Jackson. Oh gosh, that's when we move on. <laughs> <laughs> we move on to Mr. Motivations. <laughs> Yo, Eric. Um, Eric, I think I don't think it's fair that you keep saying, "Oh, well, these defenses were terrible. These defenses were terrible." Bro, they played four quarters and overtime, and it was rigorous. It was, you Still know, the zone coverage, man to man. It was that. What's the word? Endurance. Yeah, endurance. It okay. goes out at the certain point. Like okay. these defenses are going to break down. I don't care if you're number one defense, like the Bills were, or whatever. You play a, a 60 minutes of a hard-fought game and you're going up and down the field every drive, your defenses are going to be non-available at the end. 
And that's why overtime rules suck because that defense is tired out or beat out. That, that defense can't really do much more at that point. Because you got to think in the beginning, you know, Josh Allen goes down the field. Patrick Holmes gets, what, three and out. Then we give the Bills a three and out. Defense was playing a little bit. But then it just starts to break down. It starts to wear down. So, yeah, the defenses were gone because of endurance. Uh, real quick, Mister. Mo- I'm sorry. Go ahead. What are you saying? I said real quick. I I know this. I know this. Um, this thing from what fighters always say is that they they train harder than the actual fight, which means that basically they they train for like a five round fight and they train for way worse than what is actually going to happen. Just so when they're actually in there they actually can endure it and be there. I think that's basically goes into football as well. I think they train for this stuff, this stuff, type of stuff. They've been training for the last 18 games. So, I mean, I don't really – obviously, they are tired, and I do get that. But it's just simple mistakes. And it doesn't matter – it basically doesn't matter if you're tired at the end of the game because this is a situational football, and you have to come up clutch on defense. Hey, I'll say as much. By you saying that motivations, I was kind of just coming after them saying in the fourth quarter, it kind of disappeared for both teams. But for me, the way the what the what I just heard from that audio message, I don't want you to take this offense. But in other words, you're saying, you know, they just can't get it done. It's okay. <laughs> it just can't get it done in the clutch. It's fine. Listen, I understand you get tired. Everyone gets tired. Everybody does. But you got to be able to get it done no matter what, man. No matter the circumstance, you gotta be able to find a way to get it done. And overall, um, like you said, I believe the over overtime rules should be probably changed. But um, I will say, like in the fourth quarter before the before overtime, this these um, these teams basically like fell apart in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Like it, it was it was just it was just woeful. Like it was crazy to watch. But that's just my opinion. Was it just bad defense or just and great offense? See, that's a that's a very good question, though. That's a very good question. Was it bad defense or was it great offense? For the K for the KC Chiefs on that one play when his when that boy's ankles got snapped, I would say <laughs> bad defense. But you know, for other reasons when you got Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' pocket presence this game was absolutely insane. Dude was li- dude. Knew exactly when to run and when not to run. It was perfect. So, like, in that moment, it's great offense. In the moments when Tyreek Hill burns literally the entire team, what can you really do? It's great offense. <laughs> so, it, it's it, I, it's a combination of both, I believe. Okay. But when they don't tackle Tyreek Hill, that's bad defense. When you blow, when you have blown tackles, yeah, it's bad defense. Mm-hmm. Or you get your ankles broken. And that's bad defense. But let's go on into Mr. Motivation's audio message. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, and this is what I looked at also. Well, not only had the 49ers destroyed Green Bay in the playoffs, Kyle Shanahan is 3-1, and one, well, now 4-1 and one in the postseason. So the only loss wow. that he has as head coach is in the Super Bowl. So wow. if he can get that rush game going, and he's already beat the Rams twice this year. The Rams gave up a 17-point lead against this team. And, you know, they're going to be, like, in the same state. So, basically, your whole routine is going to be the same. It's not like you're – it's not like a true road game. You're just going, what, 50-minute flight, you know, to the other part of the state. So, I give the 49ers a chance, but I just feel like Jimmy G's going to freak it up. I really do. And and then the Rams going to just <laughs> – We're all going to be looking at Jimmy G like, 
<laughs> yeah, they're gonna Jimmy G's gonna pull a Ryan Tannehill. Oh nah bro. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, if you look at the weakest link on that offense, it's Jimmy G. So I don't know, man, but I, I have it a close game as well. But uh real quick, we do have another audio message from Avell, so if you don't mind I'm gonna play it. Patrick Mahomes is not the Michael Jordan of football. Y'all stop saying this shit. Tom Brady is the Michael Jordan of football. Tom Brady has seven. Matter of fact, Tom Brady not even this. Tom Brady not even uh even the Michael Jordan of football. He the Tom Brady of football. He got seven rings. Nobody in NFL got seven rings. Patrick Mahomes will never be Tom Brady. Stop saying it. Tom Brady will ever be the goat. The man then went to a whole nother team and took him straight to the Super Bowl. His first year, the whole new team. No, no other player has done that. Stop saying that, dude. Oh my gosh, man. I, I, I don't know, man. Patrick, can Patrick Mahomes ever reach Brady's potential? Possibly. What do you think, David? Possibly. He's already young and he already has a Super Bowl win. Under his belt. I mean, I think it's possible, but you can't say he's the go because he's only twenty, what, twenty-four years old. It's not. It's, you can't. You can't judge a person's career. You can't judge Patrick Mahomes' like four-year career based off of Tom Brady's twenty-two-plus-year success. No, Eric. Yes. Oh, what happened? Oh, I thought, I thought, oh my gosh, you know what's crazy? What? I literally, you know what's absolutely crazy? Oh my gosh, David, what? you have no idea what just happened. What? I was responding to you in my head. What? What the heck? That's absolutely <laughs> insane. That's, I, I literally responded to you in my head. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I literally had a full-blown conversation with you in my head. Bro. <laughs> You literally, oh my gosh, what just happened? That's that's concerning. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Oh my, I, I, I don't know why. I, you know, you know what? I literally just daydreamed because you know what it was? I don't know why this came in my head. For some reason, I thought about the Joe Burrow jersey thing that we made, that deal that, that, deal that we made. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all I heard was Eric. Eric? <laughs> what the heck? What just happened? Oh, oh my, my gosh. That's, that's not good, man. Alright, I'm sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Oh my god. Alright, that's good. Say it one more time. Make your statement before before we before we I said, I said you can't judge uh, Patrick Mahomes' four year success based off of Tom Brady's twenty two years of success. Yes, I agree. I'm so sorry. It went I yes, I was I was I responded saying I agree, right? In in frame. <laughs> Sorry, it was true. It was crazy though. I went on like afterwards. I don't know why, but it, it began to think we I, we began to talk about I we began to talk about, talk about like um like jerseys, and then that's why I got to the Joe Burrow thing. What? <laughs> I off. And then I, oh and my I, gosh! I, whoa! I just like literally dreamed during the day. Oh my god, that was nuts. All right, of course we're happy to do the podcast. I have all things. Oh my gosh! All right, we have so many audio messages. In fact, indeed, we do. So let's 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 just let's do it. All right, next one is from Vel again. So let's hear it. Ain't Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? 
So how can you even say that Patrick Mahomes is the Michael Jordan and not Tom Brady? And Tom Brady got more rings than Patrick Mahomes. I don't get, I don't care if he did not came now. But don't say no stupid stuff if you don't want that response. Ooh, we got Tom Brady fan in the chat, man. Val, you, you think? Tom Brady fan? Val. I think so. I think so. He definitely a Tom Brady fan. Val, do you feel threatened by Patrick Mahomes' success? No. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am I, am I, pull- I I'm testing him. I got <laughs> I got to test him. Do you feel threatened by Patrick Mahomes' success? Do you think Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes can can hit Tom Brady's status? <laughs> I, th- I think I know what he's going to say. He's Not even be- close. <laughs> never. Never that. Never at all. But our next message is from Vel again, so it's here. <laughs> Tom Brady. Y'all gonna call that man the next Michael Jordan, and that man only got one championship. Uh, I don't know why y'all be reaching like that. You a no Kansas City fan? It. That's what you is. We're agreeing with you. Hey, no one, no one said that. No one said that he's a t- he's Michael Jordan. I mean, I think if, 10, 10, 10 86 said it. No, but he was relating to the fact that like people are saying that he wasn't saying that that like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, don't say that he's the next Michael Jordan. I think that's a – if someone said that, they they need to get checked out. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it needs to be checked out a little bit. But Tom, Patrick Mahomes, he's great in his own right for what he's doing right now. I'll say that much. But, hey, man, his second Super Bowl, his second ring could be loading. That's all I'm going to say. Looks it's, like it. It look, No, nah, I don't want to say that because I, I might have the Rams win the Super Bowl, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But – Let's go on Mr. Motivation's audio message. Do it. But you can't name me one defense that held it together all four quarters because it all came down to walk-off touchdown or walk-off field goal. So each defense in all of the games this weekend came down to the wire. So if that's the case, then none of the defenses could get it done. Aaron Donald gave up all those points. Um, You know, Packers defense couldn't get, couldn't um, hold them under ten. Um, you know, Stop. so you just look at all the games and say, <laughs> well, all the defenses broke down. Stop I mean, it. if anything, the Tennessee Titans was the best defense of the weekend. Let's be honest, they got nine sacks and they held them to to as low as they could get them. But at the end of the day, when you play those type of games, bro, it's just no getting it done. Uh, we've seen that all weekend. Those oh. games are rigorous, bro. Endurance. It's about showing up at the right times. No, 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 no. I refuse because you know what's crazy? First of all, you said the Titans had the best defense. I agree because nine sacks is nuts. But let's just let's back up really quick. What do we consider the Packers' defense this week? Did they not get it done? Because as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy G had no touchdowns. Jimmy G <laughs> for a single touchdown. They had more points off of field goals and and defense. If anything, so to say that they can't get it done is a little bit is is I don't agree with it because wait hold up I gotta go into it now I gotta go into it I gotta go into it I got to but like we look at we look at the they, they the score was thirteen to ten that was a defensive game like to say if anything the offense couldn't get it done in that game but to say it like I'll say it right now look there was no touchdowns. Yeah, that's why I wanted to say. I just wanted to confirm this. There was no touchdowns from the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers offensively. None. That's getting it done on the, on defense. They kept, they held them for as much as they, they did their job. San Francisco 49ers did their job defensively as well. If anything, again, it goes back down to the Green Bay Packers 
special teams, but they got it done defensively. That's getting it done defensively, right? All four quarters, they they did their job, right? It's eventually gonna have to. It's eventually gonna come down to the wire. And yes, you are fatigued towards the end of the game, but however, that's what makes you great. That separates you from great and good. Getting it done when it matters most. Mm-hmm. And I think what basically we're trying to say is, you know, people are not going to be on point for 60 minutes of football. No. I mean, but you have to be on point when the game matters. It's basically one, what it is. It's one thing not to be on point, and there's another thing to give up 20, 15 points in, in, in one quarter, bro, at the end. Like, we're, 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 we're way past that at that point. It's a little bit – it's questionable, if anything. But at the same time, because even – yeah, let me say this. Even though that was a high-scoring game, it's not like the defenses are bad because we're looking at two juggernaut offenses. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. to, get, to hold them to seven points in one quarter, is it, when you really look at it, it's not that bad, especially when your team's responding. You're doing everything that you can, right? But then when it matters the most, 15 points. On the other side, 13 points, right? Or was, was it 13 points? No, uh, no. I believe so, 13 points. Oh, well, my, my point is this. Both defenses just, like, crumbled, basically. They were like, all right, whatever. I'm tired. Like, what? No, mm-hmm. you can't do that. We can't do that, bro. This is the, play- this is the playoffs. Sorry, I got, I, got, I got the hiccups right now. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> all good. But uh, we do have audio messages coming in right now. And uh, the next one is from Vel, so let's hear it. All right, let's go. The weakest link on that offense is not Jimmy G. Who is it then? No, stop. Who is the weakest link on that offense? Because their running game is insane. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, the rookie, has been doing good. Debo Samuel, is obviously in the running back, has been doing insane. They got Jimmy Kittle. Uh, not Jimmy Kittle. What am I saying? <laughs> they got George Kittle. There we go. Tight end. Debo Samuel can catch the ball. Like, I mean, who are you going to say? Jennings, the wide receiver, too? I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about the main guys on offense. And the weakest link is, in fact, Jimmy G. Nah, I I don't know where you got that from, Bell. I'm sorry. I know I I I, res, I respect you. I respect your opinion, but but I don't know where you got that from. Oh my god, I have the hiccups. That's gonna be so annoying. No, I literally have the hiccups. What's going on? <laughs> oh gosh, but oh my god, <laughs> uh, this is so annoying. What's it called, Dave? I wanted to say really quick. Should we move on to our next segment and then like play it like every once in a while the the, the audio messages, or should we just go through them all right now? I say we go. We gotta keep, uh, like, um, go over. Go. What, the first option you said. Oh, the first option. Yes. Or the second one. The first one. So that means we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna go through this, the segments. Yes. All right. Wait. 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 So, really quick, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna keep going through the audio, the audio messages. Goodness. <laughs> What's the odds? But um. We're gonna go through our segments as well. All right, David. Talk for you, David. Lead us. Lead us in. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Thank got you. you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, Eric predicted on next week's uh, divisional game, and he predicted on the Chiefs versus the Bengals game, and you got the Chiefs coming out with a close victory, twenty-four to twenty, with Patrick Mahomes having two or more touchdowns and Jamar Chase having above eighty total yards. And then Eric, I'll say my own prediction because I know you have the hiccups. Thank so, you. and then my prediction on next week as well is the Rams versus the 49ers. and I got the Rams coming out with a slight victory. 30 to 27 against the 49ers Matt, with uh, Matthew Stafford having two or more touchdowns and Debo Samuel with over 100 total yards. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to move into our Mimi at the Room segment, other known as our basketball NBA segment. And um, 
Yeah, real. Uh, we're gonna go over some games for you guys on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And and uh, on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, Eric had a prediction, and it was. I'm not gonna go into stats because obviously we are running low on time. I'm running so low. <laughs> dangerously low. But Eric said the Suns were going to beat the Mavs 108 to 96. And Eric, very close. The Suns did win by a score of 109 to 101. So very close. And what, uh, you did. Game? What? That wasn't your game? Oh, that is my game. Oh, my gosh. Right, what's it called? Wait, can, do you mind if, if I go over it? Yeah, go over it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to get this in as quick as possible. Okay, because you guys are gonna hear me hiccup in the midst of me talking. All right, so bear, just bear with me, quick. Or right. <laughs> here we go. All right. Just go. All right, here we go. Suns versus Mavs. David, your prediction was. Oh my gosh, I don't even have it pulled up. Okay, here we go. You said that the Suns were gonna win 108 to 96, right? And the Suns, oh, did win 109 to 101. So we give you a team a point for the team. However, we can't give you a point for the score. Now. We said also that Luka Doncic, you said that Luka Doncic had, uh, had 20, plus, 20 plus points and 5 plus assists, right? And Luka Doncic had 28 points and 8 assists, so you get a point for that. And you also said that CP3 would have 10 plus assists <laughs> and CP3 have 11. So you get a full 3 and, and 4 points. I'm not happy with that, but I got to keep, keep moving. I got to keep moving. So your score um improves to 79, and the score is now 79 to 76 to you. <laughs> 59 to 65, you, right? Going yeah. the, key, the key points in this game. Really, really quick. I got I got I'll go. I'll go into it. I'll go into it. For anyone just know, Eric, in fact, is, anyone just showed up, Eric has the hiccups right now. So if he's, it feels it. like he's cutting in and out. That's because he's hicc- he has hiccups. But um, real quick, just some main people because looking at the time. But main scorer, Devin Booker, 28 points. CP3 had a double-double, 20 points, 11 assists, two steals, one block. No turnovers. I love CP3 turnover ratio. If anyone watches the show, they know I love that. But now let's move on to Dallas and the main guy, Luka Doncic. He almost had a quadruple-double in this game. He had 28 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and eight turnovers. That's Luka. That's the Luka we know. That's the new Luka we love. But um, uh, then we move on to Kirtos Porzingis. He had a double-double. Uh, 18 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, two two blocks, only one turnover. Jalen Brunson had 19 points, and then Tim Hardaway had 11. So very solid game for the Suns, basically showing their dominance in the NBA right now. But basically, it. CB3 had an awesome game, and Luka had a, a very good game, but the turnovers were awfully high. But um, Eric, I, you want your analysis, or you want me to just move on? Um, really quick, not really much to go into. Um. Overall, I'm just happy. I'm kind of just happy to see Luca back on the court. That's why I want. Yeah, playing up to his potential. Too. Yeah, I I just want to see that more. I wish he wouldn't turn the ball over like that. But hey, man. Well, you got to swallow that pill when you're with Luca. Yeah, man. Literally, literally. But um, keep going, David. Keep going. Yep. I'm gonna keep hiccuping. I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I don't know. <laughs> but our next our next game was on Friday. And uh, it was Eric's prediction of the Nets versus the Spurs game. And Eric, you predicted that the Nets were going to win 117-108. to 108, And very close. You got the Nets score right. The Nets did win by a score of 117-102. to 102. Oh. So I cannot give you a point for the score, but I can give you a point for the team. You did say that James Harden was going to have 20-plus points, and James Harden went off, and he had 37. So I can give you a point for that. And you also said that my boy DeJounte Murray was going to have 7-plus rebounds, and he had 12 for you. 
So you get another three out of four points in that prediction, which brings your total up to 68. So it's currently 79 to 68. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Love it. <laughs> I don't love it, but and we move on to the Spurs real quick. My boy DeJounte Murray had a triple-double. Man, he's insane. With 25 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, one steal, and only one turnover. That's ratio, man. That turnover ratio. I love it. And then after that, it was Derek White with 17. Uh, Jacob Pirtle with uh, 15 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, three blocks, no turnovers. And Keldon Johnson with 14 points. But that wasn't enough to stop the Brooklyn Nets and James Harden, Kyrie Irving. James Harden had 37 points, triple-double, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, one block, and only three turnovers. Great game for James. I mean, hopefully he's found his form. But, I mean, we need more consistency out of him for that. But then you had Kyrie Irving helping him out with 24 points, three rebounds, four assists. And then after that, you had LaMarcus Aldridge off the bench with 16, and then Blake Griffin with 10 points. But he only played 11 minutes, which is concerning because I think he left the game with an injury. But basically, we're still without James. We're still without Kevin Durant, still without Joe Harris. And uh, we've got to live with Kyrie Irving and James Harden for now, which is – it worked out in this game, but I don't know how long that's going to keep on going. Hey, man, I already said – I said this. As long as we stay at this play-in tournament, we'll be good. Anyone who we versus in the playoffs will beat in the first round. I don't care. That's how, I con- that's how confident I am. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel with the Nets. But um, without further ado, man, let's go ahead and go over my Right, so like, in other words, you go to the next one, and then I'll go over yours. See if I can get rid of these hiccups. I'm literally, I'm trying to do something. <laughs> you want to scare you, dude? I'm, I'm, I'm holding my breath, no. and I'm also drinking so much water right now. You have no idea. Don't do that. I, does that? I don't even think that works. I, I read something that that you really can't get rid of the hiccups. I don't know why. I, I read something on that, and it just goes away. Oh but. God. But also a fun, a fun fact, fun fact, that little kids, when they get hiccups, they don't feel it. So next time what? you see a little kid with hiccups, they do not feel it, apparently. How did you know that? What the heck? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I know the weirdest things, but don't know I, anything about algebra, but I sure know about hiccups. But I found something. To, so, but keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Move on to uh, Sunday, January 23rd game. And Eric had the Heat versus the Lakers. And Eric said that the Heat were going to win 120 to 107. And Eric, you got the Lakers score correct, but the Heat did win 113 to 107. Uh, so I can give you a point for the team, not the score. You did say that Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler was going to have two or more steals, and he in fact gave you two steals. So I can give you a point for that. And you said LeBron James is going to have 25 plus points, and LeBron James had 33 points. So you finished three out of four in that prediction, which brings your total up to 71. Is currently 79 71 me. But uh, move on. To the Lakers stats, you got LeBron James doing great things as always. He had 33 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, three, two steals, and only three turnovers. Great game for LeBron. And then Russell Westbrook, he had 24 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, and only three turnovers. Wow. Hey. Can't, I haven't heard, I haven't said that in a long time. But then you had Avery Bradley with 15 points. And then, ready? Dwight Howard with zero points, and he was a starter. And Trevor Rizzo with zero points, and he was a starter. It's just unacceptable, man. This, this Lakers team, they're old. They're crumbling. The only people that are keeping this together is LeBron James at this point. But And then Kawhi Anthony had 11 points. It's absolutely devastating. But once in Miami Heat side, we had a leading scorer. was, in fact, Duncan Robinson with 25 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, only three turnovers. Jimmy Butler had 20 points, triple-double with 10 rebounds, 12 assists, two steals, one block, and only one turnover. Bam had 14 points. And then Caleb Martin off the bench had 15. And uh, they got this W at Miami. 
Definitely, bro. Um, well, I I don't really know. There's not much to really go into it. Obviously, again, again, uh, um, but good W for Miami, man. Lakers got a lot to work on. Leave it, leave it at that. I think they had they they still have to work on a lot of stuff. I've been saying that for the last twenty <laughs> twenty games, but uh, you want me to go over my last game? Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really, yeah, okay. I can't. Oh, my okay. gosh. I right, keep going. I predicted on, on Saturday, I predicted on the Kings versus the Bucks game. And I said that the, the Bucks were going to win 117 to 104. And the Bucks did win but by a score of 133 to 127. So I can only give my point myself one point for the team, not the score. Um, uh, I also said that Giannis is going to have 25-plus points and 7-plus rebounds. And Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play this game for I don't know why. But he did not play this game. So that kind of nah. sucks. And I also said De'Aaron Fox was going to have 30-plus points. And De'Aaron Fox also did not play this game. So that also stinks as well. So I finished off with 80 points. It's currently 80 to 71. Me. Beautiful. Beautiful. Not fair. It's not fair. I but paid that. I think your tactic. I think you did pay him off. That's kind of unfair. That's cheating. But Why have you been doing all this time? I, I was doing it out of jokes. I never actually did it. What? <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. We'll see. But uh, real quick, you had Harrison Barnes lead the team in scoring with 29 points for the Kings uh, and 22 points to Terrence Davis, 24 points and 12, re- 12 assists for Tyrese Halliburton. And then on the Bucks, you had Chris Milton pop off with 34 points, uh, Drew Holiday with 26 points, Dante DiVincenzo with 20 points off the bench, George Hill with 17, uh, Jordan Nora with 10 points, and Pat Connington with 15 points. So... Overall, great effort by the Bucks, and they pulled out the victory. So, great win for them. But um, so we move on to our next week's predictions in the NBA, and um, and the score is currently eighty to seventy-one. Me and uh, ladies and gentlemen, Eric predicted on tonight's game Monday, and it was um, the Suns versus the Jazz at nine p.m. Eastern time, and he's got the Suns winning one ten to one hundred six, and uh, he has CP three with seven plus assists and Boyan Bogdanovich with fifteen plus points. And then on Wednesday, he has the Knicks versus the Heat, and he's got the Knicks winning 120 to 107. No, not the Knicks win. He's got the Heat winning 120 to 107. I'm so used to having the Knicks win, you know? But, nah, nah, stop that. <laughs> but he has Jimmy Butler with at least a steal and then Julius Randle with 10 plus rebounds. All right, man. Um, David, let me give it a shot, man. Even if it's okay. important, it'll be a little comical. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you guys hear me pause, it's because I'm literally hiccuping, right? But either way, um, <laughs> it has got the Lakers versus the Nets. He has the Nets winning 116 to 109. He's got LeBron James with 25 plus points and five plus reba- rebounds. <laughs> um, um, he's got James Harden with 25 plus points and seven plus assists, right? And then he also has the Grizzlies versus the Spurs. He has the Grizzlies coming out on, on top 118 to 106. He's got DeJounte Murray with 20 plus points and seven plus rebounds. He's got John Moran with 25 plus points and five plus rebounds. Rebounds. Oh, there it is. What was it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, man. But those are our predictions for the NBA on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Be tuned in on Thursday to see if uh, I take a more bigger gap. Hopefully, we get double digits again. But other than that, uh, we move on. Actually, we play some audio messages because we went through one second. So next audio message is, in fact, from Mr. Motivations. So let's play it. For the sake of Cal Shedahead, and the 49ers organization, if Jimmy G makes it to the Super Bowl, what do you do? 
you say, hey, I'm going to trade you my Super Bowl quarterback. Now, if he wins, of course, he probably stays. But odds are he wouldn't win. But if he makes it, if some kind of way they get away and get around the Rams and they make it, you say, hey, I'm, what can I, what can you give me for a Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl appearance quarterback? Like, he, he may not be that good, but he can get you to the Super Bowl, possibly. He can do enough to get you to the Super Bowl if you put the pieces around him. So, so would you say uh, Jimmy G or Jared Goff? Who's better? Whoa. I mean, in that case, I would rather have Jimmy G. Because yeah. he can get he can do more than Jared Goff. Jared Goff had a terrible season this season. Oh, he also played for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the Lions are bad. But, like, yeah, I think Jimmy G is Jimmy still better. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, but our next message is from Mr. Motivations as well. I beg to differ. He's 26 years old. We're the same age. Patrick Levant Mahomes the <laughs> second is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Not saying he's the greatest of all time. We know Goldie's, We know Tom Brady's the GOAT. But to see him play and the way that he plays is unlike any other. In four seasons as a starter, he has four straight AFC championship games at home. He has an MVP and a Super Bowl and is in position to go to another Super Bowl in four years. Have we ever seen anything like this before where it was reliantly on the quarterback? Yes, he's in a great situation. Yes, he has a lot to go, but he is doing spectacular things that we've never seen before, and I think he's in that conversation. It's a young Michael. Baby goat. Baby goat. He's not in the conversation yet because he's only 26 years old. Like I can't do it. I can't I can't say it. There's he's only reason. got one Super Bowl championship and he's literally only 26 years old. Like, no, he could potentially be there, and I think he can be, but not yet. No. The motivations. There's a reason you guys say baby and not <laughs> like not like the actual goat. Like, there's a reason, bro. It's because he's not he could be called baby goat if you want to call him like goat of a like, young player. Of young players or like players in their prime, like yeah, all right, cool. Do you want to like, call him the goat of the week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. I literally was laughing. Got stopped by a hiccup. Oh my gosh, that's sick. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. But yeah, I don't think I. I still think Brady's light years ahead ahead of him. Like that, mm-hmm. I just don't think he touches Brady yet. Not yet, bro. Not yet. When you have seven rings and Patrick Mahomes only has one, you can't. You can't possibly. You can't compare. In- he can't, and it's unfair because Patrick Mahomes is still young. So we gotta wait until he lived out his career. Yeah, literally. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what definitely. Happens. But our next one's from ten eight eighty six. Let's play it. Hey boys, 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 boys. No, what the talk is this? The talk is that when you look at Jordan, right? It was entertainment. That's when concerning. You look at- <laughs> My home. gosh, man. That's entertaining. Oh, man. I, I, now, I, all he needs is a ring. You know what? I Imagine if he gets the ring you know on was? one team. I don't know why this came in my all head. All his rings For on one reason, team. I thought about the Joe Burrow jersey thing it's that we like made. It's like watching a Jordan. You feel me? Where everybody wants to be like Mahomes. You want to walk like Mahomes, play like Mahomes, act like Mahomes. That's what that's Oh, my gosh. No, my brain actually hurts. What the heck just happened? I think I played our messages while he was playing his. But what he was talking about is the flashiness. Like, when you're watching Michael Jordan, you were entertained because the way he played this game. He's not comparing any types of titles or rings compared to Tom Brady. He's just saying that when you watch Michael Jordan, 
entertainment, and he's basically saying that the razzle dazzle of Patrick Mahomes is kind of similarities. And I'll say it, I like watching Patrick Mahomes. I think when no one can tackle him because he has Vaseline all over his uniform, which I think they have to inspect that because literally no one, everyone was sliding off of the tackles he made. It was ridiculous. But other than that, yeah, I mean, he's fun to watch. I mean, him and Josh Allen, that game was spectacular. So you could potentially get there. Yeah. Um, I'm so biased. I can't say I like watching Patrick Mahomes play, man, because he keeps my Ravens, bro. I mean, my Ravens, man. Like he's gonna he's gonna always be a thorn in my side. For us, well, <laughs> he needs to leave. He needs to get out of here. But don't yeah. worry. Here when we get Antonio Brown. Oh without, gosh. Without the CTE, no. Let me, let me stop. Let me stop. Antonio Brown, man, when he's okay and he's not acting like like a diva, he's gonna come to the Ravens because he said he he tweeted out today saying that he wants well not tweeted out but he said that he wants to go to the Ravens. He wants to play with Lamar Jackson, right? So he's gonna come to the Ravens and we're gonna win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's gonna go to the Ravens and complain even more and then ruin your team. No, 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 no. You know what's crazy? Like you said this, but you said this earlier when we were talking like off off the podcast, but um. It's funny because, like, why would you, as a receiver, why would you want to go play with Lamar Jackson? The guy like, runs all the time. But, like, the dude runs the ball more than he, more than he throws it. Like, you know, you know <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird. But Unless you want to block, then you go to – if you want to be a wide receiver that blocks, then go to Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, Mark Andrews, Antonio Brown, Hollywood Brown, that sounds like a crazy, a crazy lineup. That's all I'm saying. It does. Give, give me, like, a decent O-line. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're chilling. Super Bowl bound. Easy. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, uh, move on to the next three messages are from Vel. So let's see. If it, if it's Tom Brady again, like now I'm gonna say he kinda dragged, but let's move on. <laughs> let's go into his message. No, I don't feel a thing by his success because Tom Brady already beat him in the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. No one's talking about Tom Brady comparing it to Patrick Oh my oh. It's crazy because like that's like saying, like, for Eli Manning, oh, I don't feel Tom Brady's presence because he beat him in the Super Bowl. Like, no. Nah, come on, Val. Uh, you, know, just... you know Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes has a chance of beating, uh, or has a chance of being as great as Tom Brady. He's he a does. And I think Josh Allen can do the same thing. Uh, I don't know about that. If Josh Mahomes, Allen looked spectacular. This is a round. I don't know if he could be as great as Tom Brady because Pat. In order for Josh Allen to be be as great as Tom Brady, you would have to leave the Bills and go to the NFC. Hmm. And we'd see a Super Bowl matchup every single every single um every single year. That's true. But then but, Lamar would come in. No. Zach Will Zach Wilson will be there and then Daniel Jones will be there. So Oh no. Oh no, no. <laughs> but our next message is in fact from Vel again. And like I said, Talk about Tom Brady again. I'm like, gosh, but not in a bad thing, but just yeah. no one compared. We're not comparing Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna say that so many times. We're not comparing these two. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Fuck no, Patrick Mahomes can't never hit Tom Brady status ever. <laughs> no, right, guys, you guys. see who's you see the quarterbacks in the uh, lead right now. Gosh. You got Jazz Evans, you got Justin Herbert, you got what? Lamar Jackson, you got Kyler Murray. No. No Hell, fuck no. What? Hey, no Patrick Mahomes. Nah, this is just a Patrick Mahomes hater. 
<laughs> no, it's a Tom Brady lover. That's what it oh, is. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's ex- exactly. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's almighty. Like, I, I can understand liking a player, but to the point where you disrespect other players' talents, it just it just, it just just shows that uh, I just, just don't understand. I don't understand the point. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, man. Basically, what he's trying to say is that Lamar Jackson's the best of all time. But, like, you know, I'll clarify it for him. No, you know, if he was in here, he would actually be going crazy. <laughs> like, I just triggered him so badly. Lamar Jackson is never winning an MVP again in his life. Stop but it! He's not. Zach Wilson's going to win the next MVP. But right, other yeah. than that. I'll play the next audio message for you. Don't worry. It's okay. Actually, Josh Allen might win the next MVP. Oh, my. All right. Listen, listen, listen. Next audio message from Vel. Here we go. Tom Brady. Here we go. Why are you talking about defense? We're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about what? Go. We talking about Patrick Mahomes what? and Tom Brady. What does defense have? To... Uh, we talking about offense, really. What? what where you get defense from? Oh you? You way off. Guys, we're talking about the game. We're not even talking about Tom Brady. Oh gosh, David, we're just talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> we're just talking about about Tom Brady. Oh. We were literally past that game. We were literally talking about the Bills versus the Pat versus the Kansas City Chiefs. He's he's just lost. <laughs> he just lost. I, I, listen, I'm sorry, man, but he just lost at that point. No, we're not yeah. talking about. Anymore. See, this is why. This is why communication gets. This is why communication get, can get bad because when you start talking about one thing that's totally off topic and you have to bring it back to another thing that's not even related to what we're talking about. It just doesn't. That's why you can't keep a conversation going. Oh my gosh, man! But well, let's let's go to go to the next one. Yeah, next one's from Jeff Green. What's up, Lava Man? What's going on? Yo, Lava Man! I'm upset about your loss, man. I'm so upset about the Buffalo Bills losing, man. I, I know this audio message is gonna say it, but I'm upset. I'm very happy. Stop it! <laughs> but uh, feel my pain. Feel my Ravens pain, please, please. <laughs> no, no one wants the pain, but. Let's go. Let's hear his message. Yo, y'all talking about Josh Allen? Yeah, he did a great job, whatever. What the fuck? Yo, let me tap <laughs> in and talk to you guys real quick. Let's get it. Let's talk. Let's talk, man. He's got another one. He's got another one, too. Well, the next one's from 10886. All right. All right, boys, we get my picks in, right? This yeah. is my picks for the Super Bowl, I guess, right? We got the Chiefs going. Yes, the Chiefs going. <laughs> I don't know point spreads. I'm not doing point spreads. And we got the Rams. The Rams going. The Rams. All right. So what do we got for interceptions? Definitely. We got, uh, what's his name? Joey Bunyan. Throwing interceptions and whatnot. At least two. I'm going to say at least two interceptions for Joey Bunyan. <laughs> and at least two interceptions for um, San Francisco. With Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G. <laughs> Yeah, uh, him throwing a couple of interceptions too. That's my picks. Bye out. All right, man. So you got Chiefs winning and versing the Rams in the Super Bowl, and you got Joe Burrow with at least two picks and Jimmy G with at least two picks. <laughs> hey, listen. While he says that, man, I want I want to update you guys on the listeners' prediction table really quick. So let's go ahead. You might go into that really quick, David. Yeah, of course. I'm not gonna go into like what you guys got right or wrong. I'm just gonna tell you how many points you guys earned. Right, overall throughout the week. So we had three person to participants this week and you had ten eighty six, Mr. Motivations, and Julian, right? Julian be a newcomer. 
1086, you got three points. Mr. Motivations, you got only got one. And Julian has got fours. So an updated table. In sixth place, you have Texas Willie. In fifth place, you got Shockwave with three, right? In fourth place, you got Julian now with four. In third place, you have Nas with, f- with five. <laughs> and in second place, you have 10, 8, 86, 17. And first place, you have Mr. Motivations with 20, 25 points. 25. Yeah. It's wow. coming down to the wire, gentlemen. That merch is coming down to the wire, man. Yes. Is it, you ever watch the WWE when they have like the 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 what is it the the what is it called the money where they they lay I I forgot what it's called the money, money oh, help me out money in the bank yes and then they have it on the rope it's like everyone's trying to reach it it's it's the cable. no it's in the air it's in the air they put a ladder in the cable yeah on the cable yeah yeah that that is literally the most that's the best thing best thing ever by the way WWE twenty the WWE two K twenty two looks fire. It does. I, like, have the, I have the WWE, uh, WWE 2K20. That, the thing is, though, there's so many glitches in the game. I mean, if you don't take it seriously, it's so funny and it's so much fun. But <laughs> you know, it's a bad game. So, But that's yeah. a little awesome. But our next two are from Jeff Green, so let's hear what you guys say. Let's do it. Eric Hines, shut the fuck up here. <laughs> you my dog, but don't, 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 don't be saying that shit. <laughs> Exactly. See, Josh Allen. Listen, 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 listen. I had the Chiefs going. I had the Chiefs going. Wait, did I have the Chiefs going Super Bowl? I don't think I did. No, you had the Titans versus the Bucks. My gosh, that was Derek you were Henry. totally off. Um, oh, stop it! I was totally off. Stop. Totally it. off. Totally lost. Dude, totally you lost, you though. went off too, my friend. Packers. No, no, I still got the Bengals. No, what? You what? had the you had the. Bengals. No, I said I had the Bengals we... beating the Titans. All right, and I had the Chiefs beating the Bills. All right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got the Chiefs going to Super Bowl. Super Bowl, man. That's why I was only happy about it, but I feel bad. I actually want – it's weird because I wanted the Chiefs to win for my prediction, but I want – watching the game and how it was unfolding, I wanted to see the Bills win. Mm-hmm. So, I do feel bad for you. Sorry, Mr. Motivations, but, like, yeah, Josh Allen deserved that more than Patrick Williams did. No offense. I think – I, I want to see Josh Allen take it, but you can't. Now we got to see Jackson Mahomes at the Super Bowl on TikTok. Let's go. No. <laughs> but let's move on to the final audio message. No. But I, no. I, I want to see Joe Burrow with a cigar more than Jackson Mahomes on TikTok. I, I take Jackson Mahomes any day of the week over Joe Burrow. Stop. Day of the week. Any day of the week. You can ask me that a million times. I always pick Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> I always pick. But let's move into the last audio message and then let's move on. Right, let's Jeff Green. Yo, 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 let me join in the show real quick so I can I, I spill my shit. <laughs> yo. But, man, what about KD? He's hurt. Four to six weeks? Four to six weeks? What are we doing? What are we the doing? Nets are running the, the the Nets are running him to the ground, bro. No, nah, wait, wait, wait. First, really quick, really quick. We, Mr. Motivations, unfortunately, we're like kind of like, Mr. Motivation. That's Jeff Green. Oh, I said Mr. Motivation. I'm bugging. What's it called? Jeff Green. We're unfortunately we're in um we're in a rush right now because we're over time, so we can't let you in the show right now, my guy. But um, hold up. Definitely collab. What are we doing? What? What are we doing? I understand the Bills lost it all, but what are we doing here now? Come on. Oh, he's attacking your guy now. Nah, man. 
An eye for an eye, man. An eye for an eye. The, the Nets are running into the ground. He wants to be running into the ground, man. He likes it. No, I'm kidding. What's what? It <laughs> no, the reason I said that, though, the reason I said that, the reason I said that is because he literally had, he literally came in a press conference. He was like, let me die in the court. He's like, I don't care about how many games I play. Let me die in the court. <laughs> that's, that's, so he does love it. I'm not lying when I say that. You know what I mean? But like, I will say, like. Pause. Hey, hey yo. Hey, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this. Oh my gosh! Wait, did that just give everybody hiccups? I think oh so. God. We cured it, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, what wait, was wait. it? The Josh Allen bashing or the KD bashing? Which one was it? No, it was the pause. It was the pause. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's good! Yes, yes. I'm clapping uh, for you right now. Oh my gosh, man! But what's it called? I'll say this much. Kevin Durant. Uh, it's like. We run him into the ground. I feel like we at this point we just shouldn't play him in like some some certain away games. We just shouldn't play him. That should be his rest days. But why? Because if like we have Kyrie at that point, we don't like. It's not that we don't need Kevin Durant, but if we if we're gonna rest him, rest him when we're away rather than when we're resting when we're home. Because when we're home, we'll just be James Harden. All right. You see my you see my method in a sense. I do, like, but I think he still wants to play. Oh well, if he wants to play, I, I you can't control that. Like. I mean, you can, but Steve Nash is not going to say anything because the team runs him. No offense. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Steve does what they want. He just follows and listens. Exactly. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to our next segment. Big deal, not a big deal. And uh, we're going to go really quick into this section because, obviously, we are 14 minutes over time. But what is new? But, uh, Eric, I believe you have you go first this week. So, yeah, man. I'm just gonna do one because I feel like there's one that we like since we talk about different sports within this. I'm just gonna do one and I'm gonna be done. Okay? You okay. can like take over, but ah, oh, big deal, not big deal. My prediction was correct, David. Francis Ngannou, come on now. What are we talking about? <laughs> Retain the title. How do you feel, man? Big deal, not big deal. Big deal, man. Big deal. And I'm I'm happy for it because you know obviously I wanted Ngannou to win, but I did say gone. I just had a feeling my gut my gut was telling me gone for some reason. And um, uh, Francis pulled out, so I, I'm happy that Francis got the victory. After hearing what he said after the, the post game and the post conference, he said that he had a torn MCL, a torn that's MCL. That's, that's a ligament in the knee, and he tore it. And uh, he's still fighting. He's going to call it off a couple weeks before, but he didn't want to lose this fight and lose his opportunity and be considered uh, a champion. So I got to give these these guys are dogs. I got to give them respect. These are true true fighters. These are men playing out there. So, true respect to Francis Ngannou. And, uh, Francis, I am challenging you to a fight. Oh. <laughs> All right, David. Uh, yeah. What, I'm going to play in your funeral. Eric, Eric, you are going to train me. I have one of the best trainers in the world, Eric Hines. Oh, we're winning! We're winning! And, and, and if we don't lose, I got to put Eric... If we, if we win... No, no. Ready, ready, ready? So, it's going to be a two against one. That's how it is. Oh. So, me and Eric are going to go up against Francis Ngannou. Okay. You think that'll work? And and all right. And then afterwards, who's gonna carry my body? And who has the hospital bill? Who's paying for that? <laughs> who's paying for the no, hospital no. bill? The hospital bill for Francis. Not us. Not us. Not us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I punched him and he literally laughed at me. You know, there's a video of him doing the the punch challenge with Ryan Garcia. You ever seen that? Like when Ryan Garcia punches you in the stomach. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ryan Garcia was wailing on him as hard as he could. 
And he was like, he, he, he goes, haha. He's like, it's like, <laughs> like, you remember, like, when I was training as a little kid? He's like, that's what it like. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I you would kill me. Are you kidding me? Like, bro, he literally was just toying with him. He's like, that's a cute punch. Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> but dude's punch is, is, is harder than a horse kick. Like, I don't understand. Insane, insane. But, yeah, man, shout out to Francis, man. But the real thing that impressed me about Francis in this fight, it was not he was not punching. He was not knocking anyone out. He's known for his knockout power. And that was not the case in this game. They they went to the ground. And um, for, uh, I think Francis had a total of eight minutes on the ground in, in the octagon. So shout out to him because I thought he was going to lose in the grappling department. And uh, he outlasted him because he knew that. He said in the, the post-game interview, he's like, I couldn't punch that as hard because my knee and I had to stay in one stance because the doctor said if I switched my stance and he kept on kicking at the knee that I was injured, I would do more damage. So, man, shout out to Francis for changing up the game plan and winning that grappling battle, man. These guys are warriors. Imagine tearing your MCL and be like, all right, go back out there and fight. Like, what? Yeah, I, I stubbed my toe and I'm out for two weeks. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm really so, you know what's crazy? I stubbed my toe and they would count me for 10. Like, I'd be down. <laughs> they count me out, bro. I got to count it out because I'd be screaming on the ground. Like, what? Just like, he's a monster. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you and me would still beat him, but, like. Yeah, I mean. Listen, what this is the plan, David. What happens is you distract him while you enter the ring by, like, mean mugging him and, like, giving him, like, a scary face. And I'll, <laughs> I'll sneak, like, a, a weapon. In the a weapon? And, oh, like, my gosh. Yo, yo, you got even out the odds, man. You got to even out the odds, Whoa, whoa. What do we start off with, like, brass knuckles or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, <laughs> like, maybe, like, a bat. Maybe, like... <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, like, I don't think... I think the bat would break. The back of the bat would break. No, he would... He would. I would break his arm with the bat, and he'd be like, you know, I got to keep going. I'd switch it by my stance, and then he'd choke us out. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Insane, but I do have another big deal, not a big deal, and uh, big deal, not a big deal. It's in the NASCAR community. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Big deal, not a big deal. Legendary Dale. Dale, man, Dale. We love you, Dale. Uh, congratulations, Dale. That's a big deal, Dale. I love that name, <laughs> Dale. It is. It's an uncommon name. Yeah, but um, congratulations to him. Definitely a big deal. Always a big deal when you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And your your legacy will forever be remembered and cemented in in NASCAR. Yeah, perfect. Thank Pretty you much. for helping me with that word. I could not figure it out. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Oh my gosh! I mean, well, you're also here for the podcast. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, that too. You're also here because you like our co-host. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, part of it. But uh, but yeah, yeah, no, big deal. Congratulations to him. Yeah, I agree 100%. Big deal for Dale. And I remember watching him. He's an, he's an insane uh, insane race car driver, man. Shout out to him. And the fans truly love him. So, well-deserved. Yes. I love but, him, man. David, do you mind if I actually do another one? I found one that, yeah. that's... Um, what's it called? Big deal, not a big deal. Egypt will face Senegal. It was just soccer, by the way. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't clarify that. <laughs> no Egypt will face Senegal. Um, in the final round of the World Cup qualifiers, Salah versus Mane, only one, well, one of them will miss out on this year's World Cup, bro. Uh, and it's sad to say, but I think Sadio Mane is going to be missing out on this World really? Cup. Really? 
Oh, Robert, uh, not Robert Salah, what am I saying? Salah, Mohamed Salah and Egypt, they're going to take it. I think they have a better team, and I think Mohamed Salah, he's just an insane athlete, so. Nah, I think Senegal, I think Senegal definitely have a better team. I just think if the only way Egypt win, I got, I got, I got Salah missing out, man. I do. Wow, really? Yes, because Egypt as a whole, compared to Senegal, can like rely on at least one more superstar in like Koulibaly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But other than that, like Salah at Egypt, what does he got? Mohamed El Nadi, bro. Like, well, who else? Like, <laughs> I mean, is I mean, they don't need anyone else. It's Mohamed Salah. You got a point with that. You do have a point with that. If he starts skinning people, there's no, there's no remote. Like, you're not winning the game. You know what I mean? And yes. he's in, so it's a game changer, game changer. But I don't want more. Senegal miss out. For me. Yeah, I like Saudi Arabia. Uh, but um, last one, big deal, not a big deal. And uh, mm. it's about tomorrow's game with the Lakers and the Nets. And uh, big deal, not a big deal. Anthony Davis is expected to return against uh, the Nets tomorrow after you know, he's been out for 17 games of the sprained MCL. You know, I saw that, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me, right? Like, this is a <laughs> joke, right? Like, he would come back against the Nets. He really would. Freaking, oh, my gosh, man. Big deal. Um, Anthony Davis is going to elevate this Lakers team easily, and he's going to elevate every part of this team, offensively and defensively. This team is going to become different. Like, like it's going to be different. It's going to be different around with every Anthony Davis around. Whether it's whether he's not scoring, he's going to impact somehow. In other words, there's no way he doesn't. If he doesn't, then the Lakers are in the mud, and the, and Anthony Davis is just a bad player at that point, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to come back, and his defense, his defense alone is great, right? But if you add his offense to it, right, which is amazing as well. Some sometimes it seems like he's unguardable, right? But you put two and two together, he's gonna be able to. He's gonna be able to add something to his Lakers team that's missing. He's gonna be able to help Braun, and his Lakers team is gonna start to win. Um, pull at least a little bit more wins together, a little bit more consistency together. So, but not against Nets though. They're gonna lose. Don't worry. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But a fun fact: um, in the last twenty games without Anthony Davis, twenty games this season, they are in fact have a better record with Anthony Davis out than they do okay. Anthony Davis in. They are currently ten and ten with Anthony Davis out. With you know, them having the school, with them scoring more points on the offensive end, and uh, all that jazz. So, so at this at this point at this rate, I'm just Lakers are trash. Done. Was <laughs> that if Anthony Davis can't help you, I don't know what else you have to do. Like I, how that doesn't physically make sense, right? I mean, maybe you have to also think though. You have to also think during the time that Anthony Davis was there, Russell Westbrook was 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 most definitely putting over, like, seven turnovers per game. Like, it was really bad during that time. That's right? true. He did calm down a little bit. Yeah, it's calmed down a little bit. So, I think – I still I still personally think you add Anthony Davis to this to this mix and you put him into this team type of ball that they're playing right now and really trying to find their way as a team, right, um, they'll be okay. All right. There you go. There we go. But not against the Nets. Yeah, not against the Nets. That's not happening. You know, That's they not happening. Beat the Nets. No. But – um. That's all I have for my big deal, not a big deal, Eric. I believe that's the same for you. Yes, yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Don't, don't, yes, sir, me, sir. Uh, not, not, whoa, 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 sir. How old am I? You, bro, bro. I, you never heard someone say yes. You, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I know the joke because I remember someone said to me, I told him, yes, sir, and he was like literally 30 years old. And he's like, don't, yes, sir, me. Why are you cursing at me? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> 
kind of Pardon? You be respectful. They're like, what? You call me old? I'm like, yes, sir. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Go. But whatever. Quick little fun story. But uh, let's go into our next and final segment of our episode, which is the GOAT of the Week. And this is NBA GOAT of the Week coming up. And uh, not to confuse anyone, GOAT of the Week does not mean the greatest player of all time. It's just a fun little spinoff game we do of the best player of the week. But we call it the GOAT of the Week. And NBA edition this week. And on Thursday, you will get the NFL edition. But NBA, here oh. we go. Eric. Sorry, quick jump roll. Sorry. That was supposed to happen. Drum roll? What? You didn't hear it? No. Oh, uh, jump roll played really quick. That was funny. My fault. My fault. My fault. <laughs> oh, Listen, good. I didn't want you to hear it really quick. Well, that's perfect. All right. Well, um, thank you for introducing that, David. I'm going to go ahead and dive into it. This was very hard for me this week. It was, it was very close, in my opinion, um, in certain areas. But because, you know, every position counts, right? And every position gets a point, and it could change the, the course of anything. So, um, in, in the MVP race for us, at least you could say. But um, I'm going to knock out all the stats. I'm just going to go through this really fast for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. We are 25 minutes over, so let's go ahead and dive into it. At number 10, first of all, actually, wait. I have two people that didn't make the top 10. I want, I'm going to, I'm going to call them snubs, right? My, I'm going to call them my, my goal of the week snubs, right? Because these two guys, I feel like they could have made it, but they, I, I just didn't pick them because I just chose somebody else. In other words, like they could have easily made it if I had more spots, right? But I don't. And those two guys are your boy, DeJounte Murray, David. I'm a pot. He had a great week, but I just, I just didn't put him in, right? And Shy Gilders Alexander, or Shay Gilders Alexander, whichever one. Would, some people call him Shay. Some people call him Shy. I don't know. So um, those two players um, are my snubs, man. Unfortunately, I really wanted to put them in, but I didn't think that they, they made it because these guys, um, some of them were equivalent to each other. Some of them, uh, definitely a lot of some of them outperformed them. But without further ado, at number 10, we got the King LeBron James. At number nine, we got DeMar DeRozan. At number eight, we got the Brooklyn at Fear the Beard, James Harden. At number seven, we got the Milwaukee Buck. Now, you might be thinking I'm going to say Giannis, but no, curveball Chris Middleton, okay? And at number six, we got... The guy from the Brooklyn Nets again, Kyrie Irving. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. All right. Here we go. At number five, top ten, the Atlanta Hawk, the man that owns Madison Square Garden, the man that is here. Stop, 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 stop. Trey Trey Young, I see Trey, man, is my number five. At number four, at this point, it's getting ridiculous. Like, it's really getting... Has anyone ever seen that um that DeMarcus Cousins interview when he's at the Kings? And he's like, it's ridiculous. It's really getting ridiculous. He's talking about the um, he's talking about the refs, right? That's how I feel right now. Mr. Motivations, oh my God. If Mr. Motivations could send, that'd be perfect. That'd be so perfect. I kind of want to wait, but I can't <laughs> wait. Mr. Motivations, if you're listening, bro, you're like, the, you're like the king of like the memes, I guess you could say. If you could find that of like DeMarcus Cousins just saying... It's ridiculous, man. It's really getting ridiculous. And just play it really quick. That'd be amazing. I'm going to keep trying to... Uh, oh, I wish he could play it. But either, either way, <laughs> um, I'm going to keep going. Hopefully he finds it. But um, either, um, the guy I have at four, and the reason I say it's getting ridiculous, because this guy is almost unanimous MVP for me. And it bothers me that nobody is talking about him except for me and David. Everyone's talking about other players but this one guy. And that is the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. The dude just... Me and David talk about it all the time, bro. He literally just posts insane numbers for no reason. 
It's just nonchalant for him. It's easy for him. He does this on a daily basis. It's crazy, right? But he's only number four this week. Because you hear my number one actually is catching him, in my opinion. He's slowly catching him. It's only because he started the season late. But um, and number three, man, it's back, guys. It's listen. Oh, 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 is magic. You already know what's coming. It's Luka Magic, bro. Luka Doncic. He's back, and he's better than ever. He's back in the top five. I missed him. I'm not going to lie. I missed him. Like I said before, I like seeing him play, man. And I'm glad to see that he's moving back up that list um, of mine, and he's at number three this this week, man. But he could not be at this one guy. This is number two, and I'm happy to put this guy at number two because I missed out on him in the beginning of the year, and David saw it, man. I give credit to David for seeing this. That's why he's he's high. He's definitely a little bit higher on your on your list than he is on my list, David. But that is Ja Morant, bro. Ja Morant is a beast. He's a beast of a player, bro. He's an absolute monster of a player. So much credit to him. But you are my number one. But you could not beat out this one guy. And I tell you right now, stats don't lie. This guy is just. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand how someone could be this dominant. But without further ado, man, drum roll, please. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, all I gotta ask you guys to do is just trust the process, man. It's Joel Embiid for a third time, the first person to hit three times on my list. Joel Embiid, bro. I this is the highest, I think this is the highest um rise of somebody on my list in, in this year so far. The biggest, the biggest incline, I guess you could say. Or I guess you could say, right? But um Joel Embiid. He had, like, 40-point game, 30-point game, 50-point game, 30-point game. It was just ridiculous. 30-point game, double-double. 40-point game, double-double. 50-game, like, it, just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense what he was putting up. So, Joel Embiid, for that, you are my goal of the week, and you are my third time, my my first-ever three-time goal of the week, man. Congratulations. Love that. Love that. But um, no complaints. I mean, a couple people missed out, but you'll hear them in my list. But, um. Now let's get into my top 10 for my go to the week. And at number 10, honorable mentions, I got the Chicago Bull, DeMar DeRozan. He had a 40-piece last last uh, last night, and uh, he had a couple 30-point games. But uh, shout-out to him. And number 9, I have my boy DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, he had an insane game. He had, in, in four games he played, he had a total of 39 rebounds and 40 assists. Average that out, that's about 10 a game. And he just did insane. But his turnovers, he only had eight turnovers in four games. Absolutely insane. But Dejounte, 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 exactly, Dejounte, Dejounte Murray, my boy. But at number eight, I have, in fact, Jason Tatum, and uh, he had a nice fifty piece the other night, uh, last night, and uh, just he was just doing ridiculous numbers. On on, he had two steals to finish out the week, and he scored at thirty four rebounds and twenty assists throughout the whole week. So solid numbers for Jason Tatum. And number seven, I have LeBron James. LeBron James has been doing great things for the Lakers ever since AD's been out. He's been having 30-plus point games. He's averaging 29 points a game. Absolutely ridiculous. He's, like, low-key getting up there. But uh, at number six, I got the the Buck, the Milwaukee Buck. Not Giannis Antetokounmpo, not Drew Holiday. Chris Milton. Chris Milton had, like, three 30-point games, and he's just absolutely ridiculous with the absence of Giannis in a couple games. But now we move on to the top five. And at number five, I got the guy, the guy, like Eric said, Madison Square Garden, whatever. Trey Young. Trey Young had a ridiculous night. He had double doubles in I think three out of his four games. Absolutely insane. At number four, I got John ja Morant. John ja Morant. Uh, he had insane game. 
insane four games actually, and just did ridiculous. The points he was scoring, he had thirty plus points in all in three of the four games. Absolutely ridiculous with a couple double doubles. But now we move on to number three and number three, and this is me and Eric. We've been talking about this guy, the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. He's dangerous, and he only played three games this week when everyone else played four, and he produced a forty-nine point triple double, twenty-six point. Double double, it was absolutely insane. His consistency and he was helping this team get W's. But now we want to the top two, and at number two, like Eric said, oh oh oh, it's magic. And we got Luca Magic at number two. He had ridiculous numbers. The only thing I would change is his turnovers. But you know, Luca, you gotta live with that. You gotta live with that stat with him. But overall, he's an impressive week. Uh, but um, you cannot beat this number one guy. And number one guy was consistent, 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 consistent. Talking about thirty plus point games like, throughout the whole season and throughout this whole week, definitely. But, Eric, before I give it away, please cue that drum roll. Like Eric said, trust the process in Bede. Joel Embiid had an insane, insane couple of games this week. He had a 50-point game. He had a 30-plus point game in every single, every single game uh, after that. He's just, like, he can't score less than 30 points, apparently. Like, he's just doing absolutely insane. He's getting double-doubles. He's getting a couple in the, in the assist column as well. His defense is being impeccable as well. He had five blocks in four games. Absolutely insane. I, congratulations, Joel Embiid. I'm being a second-timer on my go-to-the-week. So, true honor, man. Big. He's, he's rising up high. He's rising up. He just started off the season slow, but now he's rising to the top. Yeah, it's literally exact, perfectly playing right there, man. Um, but without further ado, I agree with your list. Um, I like the Jason Tatum pick as well. I had him, like... I had him like contending as well. I forgot to mention him as well, but um, I like I like your list. I literally like your list. I have no I have no complaints. Um, if I I'm not gonna lie to you, David. If I had time to like perfect perfect my list, I probably have more arguments. But like I didn't, so like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I, I respect it because we still had the same players, you know. Yeah, somewhat. Same top five, just not in the right, just not in the same order, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. But either way, without further ado, David, I'm gonna go ahead. You ready? Re- my top 10 did change a little bit. It did change. So did mine, yes. So, um, without further ado, I just want to mention the people that aren't in the top 10 that, um, that did, that did, um, make my, that did make my top 10 for this goal of the week, right? For example, um, Chris Middleton, right? Believe it or not, this is the, this is the first time he's making my list this year. Wow. So, Chris Middleton is 40th with four points, right, out of, 49 players. So Chris Milton eventually probably make a boost up the list. Um, also, another person that's making my list for the first time, Kyrie Irving, because he has been out for most of the year as well. But Kyrie Irving is 35. Um, he's in 35th place with five points as well. Um, quick shout out to, let's see who, who else we got. Um, uh, John Morant. John Morant's another one that he was, he, he is 14th on my list right now with 20 points. Right, closing in on the top ten, but it's gonna be hard for him to get into there because we have some ballers, and um, also Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is the last guy that's on my list, but he's not in the top ten. He's in eleventh with twenty six points, and he, he's three points behind the behind the tenth place guy. Right, but going to the top ten, ladies and gentlemen, um, at number ten we have James Harding with twenty nine points, getting back on that score sheet, man. Very important for him this week to get back on there and maintain his spot in the tenth spot. But then you have number nine, a guy that's on the brink of getting out of the top ten, and it's Steph Curry, bro. Steph Curry went from from top top two, top three every single week to top to now ninth. 
in my list, man. He has 29, 29 points in one goal of the week. Then at number eight, I got Jason Tatum with 31 points. At number seven, moving up the list, I got DeMar DeRozan with 33 points in one goal of the week. At number six, moving up the list, moving back up to take his um his spot. At number six, I have Trey Young with 36 points in one goal of the week. At number five, moving down, I have LeBron James with 40 points in one goal of the week. And at number four, storming up the list, man, I got Joel Embiid with 44 points and three goals of the week. Man, absolutely insane. Um, at number three, I got Kevin Durant with 47 points to holding out that that um that third that third place until further notice, man. Be, with him being injured, it's unfortunate. But um, at number two, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo with 58 points in one goal of the week. And then, bro, oh my God, I got Jokic with 80 points. You get you like I don't, oh I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's clear. It's so clear to me though. He has 80 points, two goals of the week. It's like, you, ladies and gentlemen, to put it in perspective, Giannis would need three. Go to the weeks in a row, and he would need Jokic not to make the list in order for him to to, to take a what eight point lead. Oh my gosh, that's crazy, bro! It's crazy to me. But Jokic, I'm telling you, people are not talking about Jokic enough. Jokic is definitely number one for MVP right now in my eyes. I think so. I agree. But now it's going to my uh, go to the week list, which basically is basically deems our MVP list in the NBA season at the moment. And number 10, I got DeMar, DeMar DeRozan with 26 points, no go to the week. Number nine, I have Jason Tatum with 27 points and one go to the week. At number eight, John Moran got, got into the top 10 with uh, 29 points and no go to the week. Number seven, I have Stephen Curry been dropping with 32 points and one go to the week. Um, number six, I have Joel Embiid. He jumped up high as well with 41 points and two go to the week. And at number five, I have Trey Young with 45 points and one go to the week. And number four, I still have KD in the top five with 45 points and two go to the week. And um, at number three, I have LeBron James with 49 points and two go to the week. And at number two, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo with 53 points and no go to the week. And at number one, I have Nikola Jokic with 59 points and no goats of the week. Join the club, David. Yeah. He's going to start to take a commanding lead, and then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Yeah, it's just not. It's not fair what he's posting. I tell you one thing. Wait a minute, is this the first time that we've had a back-to-back go of the week though? Joel Embiid won last week too, didn't he? He did. Oh my gosh, Joel Embiid! It's crazy to me because he won three times in a row, and he's darn near four. Almost, he's he's on my list. He's thirty-six points behind Nikola Jokic. My gosh. Like, this is crazy. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Insane. Oh my God. But, yeah, man, that's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Dave, we'll close out the show. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just want to say thank you to everyone who took the time out of their day just to listen to us. You know, we appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome, and don't forget it. Also, if you're new here, please give us a like. Not a like. What am I saying? It's not Instagram. Please give us a follow on the Stereo app. And for anyone that knows, Stereo app is where we do our live shows. So, uh, please uh, subscribe to our show and follow us on the Stereo app so you get notifications when we go live. Also, we have an Instagram, and this, this is where you get updates on when we go live, interact with our posts, interact with our stories, DM us your predictions, and um, also interact uh, with our posts as well because we have a couple of reels up there as well. And Eric just predict, uh, Eric picked his NFL teams, NFL players and his NFL teams, so you want to check that out, give that a like <laughs> as well, and a comment. But... Um, our Instagram is official underscore DE underscore takeover. I'll say it again, official underscore DE underscore takeover. Please give that a follow. And um, 
Also, if you want to get to know me and Eric a little closer on a personal level, you can follow my Instagram. It is David underscore Rod underscore O2. And Eric's is Eric underscore Hines 16. Beautiful. So please give us a follow. Also, if you um, haven't heard, we have a YouTube channel. It's called Dini Takeover as well. And we do have four videos up at the moment. And we posted a, uh, a, a little Qdoba mukbang. So go check that out. A little Q&A kind of thing. So uh, please like and comment on those four videos as well. And we do have more coming to you guys in the future, we promise. And, um, yeah, please subscribe. But other than that, uh, we do have a Twitter as well. Uh, it's called DNA Takeover. The ad is called Rim Meat. Obviously, we, uh, we, had it. we can't change that name because we had it from Mimi at the Rim. So please give us a follow on Twitter as well. But um, other than that, uh, if you want to hear our shows, if you missed a show, if you want to listen to it again, if you missed the part, if you missed the beginning, you missed the middle, missed the end, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any, anywhere, Pocket Casts, anywhere you get your podcast, it's going to be on there. And uh, wherever you listen to on the live show on stereo gets edited down and put onto those, those platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, all those podcasts. So please uh, follow us on that and leave a review on our podcast because it helps us out tremendously. And uh, share it to many other people as well. We're trying to get big with this as well. But um, other than that, uh, be sure to tune in on Thursday to see our NFL Go to the Week Playoffs edition. So we started that last week. And right now we got Josh Allen up at top. But other than that, uh, check out our quote of the week and our, our pre- NBA predictions, our NFL predictions, our big deal, not a big deal. And like I said, most importantly, our NFL Goat of the Week Playoff edition. Perfectly said, David. Well said, man, as always. Um, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, like, like just to close up what David said, we appreciate every single one of you guys. We love every single one of you guys for popping out every single time. Showing so much love um, and so much support. You have no idea how much it means to us. And we will keep grinding for you guys. We will keep pushing out content for you guys. And we will keep being the best versions of ourselves for you guys. You know what I mean? Um, but other than that, it's been your boy, Easy Eric Hines. And your boy, the Oracle D-Rod. And we're out. Peace. Peace.